my top movies are always going to be Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Those series, the trilogies, will always be my favorite. Man, hard on for Harrison. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I'm just going to have your face. I wish with everyone that. could see that. What, what? <laughs> oh man, making a making a T-shirt of that. Yeah. Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking. Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Danguses. What's going on? <laughs> Rogue Squadron Podcast. I am Opar. I'm Commander Cody. Thank you guys for tuning in. Episode 78. 78. Much appreciated. Whoa, things are done fucked up already. We got a new setup. Got a new setup. Got a new setup. Hello. You got to work it out. Oh. oh, let me change back up. Sorry. Oh, uh, maybe too go. quiet for you. Yeah. All right. Sorry, dinguses. <laughs> Sorry, you turkey. <laughs> All right. I'll keep talking. That's the popping that I keep hearing. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Rogue Squadron Podcast. You guys can find us on all social media at Rogue Squad Pod, including Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple live events, most notably... Rogue One. We're going to yep. be throwing a party before Rogue One here in Columbus, Ohio. It's coming up soon. So if you are local, come join us. Go on to Facebook. We'll have uh, all the details figured out on Facebook. True. Um, and then we'll invite you Danguses. So awesome. <laughs> Today we-, we have a, a special guest. We're going to be introducing him not after too long. I'm excited for that. Just to give you a sneak peek, he is a licensed Star Wars tattoo artist. Out of Texas, I believe. It's true. So we're going to be dangusing him. <laughs> Is that all- the word of the day? Mm-hmm. Episode 78, dangus. <laughs> Delingus. Uh, so, but before we do that, we're going to get through this and do our beer review because I don't think we got the same beer. So Unfortunately, okay. we're going to just bust so through that. So far apart. Uh, we are coming from Columbus, Ohio. So, what happened today? It rained. It rained, <laughs> and no, everyone forgot what an v- automobile was. All freaking day long. Like, it was probably the worst driving day I've ever experienced in my lifetime. Yeah, we had to go pick up the beer from Kroger, and I got hit by 12 of people. <laughs> every, every, we were coming out of the goddamn store, carrying, and then there was just someone that went straight into the fucking promenade. What do you call that thing? Not promenade. I'm sorry. The, the <laughs> fucking foyer of there you go. Giant Eagle. Yeah, literally straight from the parking lot. Here's the store. They're driving straight as we're walking out. Like, what? You're supposed to turn left or right to be in front of the store, <laughs> and they just stay kept on the driving road. straight in front of us. So we just stood yeah. there. Ridiculousness, man. Fucking nuts. But it's getting dark early already. It's just... I, don't, I, don't, I like fall, but yeah. it's just like an all of a sudden just onslaught. And because it was like rainy and cloudy today, it, it made it seem extra right. harsh. But Yeah, you got to kind of take the uh, awesomeness with the badness. Try to ease it in just the tip, but it fucking takes you and throws you around. You <laughs> Doesn't don't give a damn. You, Ohio don't give a damn. Ohio does not care. But uh, we, I do want to give a shout out to everybody that's with us on Twitch. Thank yes. you guys for tuning in live. Appreciated. Thank you for dealing with the issues with the new setup. But hopefully it looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
I guess let's just get into it. I'm excited for this one because we all have always enjoyed New Belgium. Yeah, New Belgium. That's going to be our beer for the day. I fucking hate pumpkin and I'm allergic to it, by the way. You're allergic to it? No, I lied about you that. Fuck. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> so I'm excited for this. I haven't had a, like a seasonal beer. Well, we had the uh, Flanders Fields or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Last week was uh, flannel. Yeah, flannel. Flanner. Flannel Friday. That's what it was. Okay. And it was amazing. Three stars. We gave that shit. So you tell me. I Excited don't remember about it. So this one, New Belgium, they've never made anything bad. So it's going to be good. Yes, sir. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, honestly, I've never had anything bad about them. That's uh, a true statement. I know that. Um, yeah. So if you can, if you're live on Twitch, you can kind of see the box. Did you break my bottle opener, you no, bastard? The bottle broke your bottle opener. New Belgium just—that's how too hard. Solid, <laughs> solid beer. <laughs> Physically must, solid. Must be three stars already. There's a uh, uh, glass if you if you require such a thing. I'm gonna try to do this. It's always good to pour it out. Release the aromas, as they say. You know, try to get more beer knowledge as we go on. So that's why I've been trying not to get cans on purpose because it's harder to pour out, and I'm inclined not to pour it out. But I know it would taste better and smell better if I did. Yeah. So it is what it is. I'm excited for this. So always smell gotta test. start with the sniff test. Yeah, smell and smell like pumpkin. Yeah. Some of those that we had last year smelled like pumpkin pie straight up. That's this one, true. I can tell the pumpkins in there. It doesn't smell like it's gonna attack me. Well, I believe we were at Crafted Drafts, which is a local uh, beer store. Beer. I was gonna say like Emporium. a beer. Yeah, a beer emporium. <laughs> mm. Beers are us. <laughs> And uh, we asked him for like a heavy duty pumpkin or seasonal. And he's just like, this one's, this is pie. This will kill you. <laughs> this, this will kill you. So this is not going to be fun. But let's let's just drink it. Let's I'm fucking drink it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Sorry. I'm going around with the video stuff. Bip, bip, bip. Hmm. Woo. That's good. Someone recommended this to me. I think it was Tommy Boy. It's interestingly bland. I wouldn't say bland. <laughs> I would. That's I wouldn't the word bland. I'm using. I would say that the pumpkin is in there just enough. It's very carbonated. Well, it doesn't pop out and punch you in the face, which is nice. Unless that's what you're hoping for. I don't know. It's like a cheap beer with a with a tad bit of pumpkin. I don't. I'm not too impressed oh, with this one. Oh boy. <laughs> Talk okay. so much gloriousness <laughs> about him. Uh, no, I don't this. think it takes anything away. But uh, yeah, I'm literally getting maybe it's I don't know. It tastes like a light beer, like a standard Bud Light with a tad of pumpkin in it. Well, I wouldn't say Bud Light. It's not that bland. I think it's that light though, which can be nice. We've had so so many like heavy, really strong beers. Six percent. It's like a Bud Light with a bunch of sugar in it. <laughs> Plus a little bit of pumpkin. I'm not getting that much sugar. Come on now. Yeah, I can taste the sugar. And it also... I wouldn't say Bud Light, man. I don't like your description. Not here. impressed. Pissing me off. <laughs> Hammer triggered piss. <laughs> yes, the spirit is from Triggered. But it is refreshing. I mean, it's a cold beer. I like it. But it's Well, it's nice that it's... Simple. One of the seasonal beers that you can drink more than like one or two of, because like we've talked, we've talked about some of them are so spiced, right? That you can't handle more than one or two, like just drinking it, not alcohol content, just the taste. But this is 
It's tame enough. I like it. But you think that tame means bland for, in this case. Not, not necessarily. Well, I'm just saying, no, all I taste, <laughs> that's my, the taste profile. You haven't said anything different. There's no hops. There's no malt. No, no there's hops. no, it tastes like a Bud Light. There's no, no there's a, just a standard beer plus pumpkin. Pump it's, kick. Um, yeah, I guess I'll give you that. I'm not getting malt craziness. Uh, let's see. Is your description? It's got like a dryness of a cheaper beer, too. What's that bite of tartness doing in a pumpkin beer? Adding the unexpected kick of cranberry juice to brighten this traditionally spiced seasonal ale. I'm, I'm not, not getting any cranberry. I'm not getting any cranberry. I also don't know when's the last time I had cranberry, so maybe I am and I just don't realize it. Let me try to taste it here. Pumpkin is brewed with plenty of pumpkin juice, cinnamon, nutmeg, and allspice, but it's a cranberries and a touch of lemongrass that'll have you hunt and pecking for more. I'm not getting lemongrass. I'm not getting cranberry. Yeah, I'm not either. Maybe it's a bad batch. Mm, I don't know. It just came out, man. It was the first batch. They didn't put enough in. <laughs> they fucked that one up. <laughs> I think they, they're big enough. They got it down to a science now. It is a science. So um, we have been somewhat working with uh, local brewery, um, actual brewing, and we were we had... What the fuck am I trying to talk about? <laughs> we were lucky enough to go through like the back door and kind of check out how they were brewing stuff, and they, we had the whole the whole thing and we didn't know what the fuck they were talking about the whole time nope this is our mechanical uh <laughs> thing this is our detrestrial it's a perfect spot for you to make up more words oh yeah exactly i, I but we, that's how it sounded to us yeah even though we are beer connoisseurs we drink it i don't know what the fuck they were talking about well yeah i don't know anything about the brewing yet we're gonna go back for an actual tour and learn we were mm. just there hanging out they're like oh yeah come check out the back this is where we keep mm -hmm. yeah and they said a bunch of words i didn't understand it's like science uh, Dim is pissed at you. Don't compare New Belgium with Bud fucking Light. He well, says. maybe they should make a better beer, and I fucking wouldn't. Mopar's pissed. I was excited for this. So was I. And I, 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 and I was going to say, maybe this is what they were going for. Like you said, a more drinkable seasonal beer. Yeah. But even the pumpkin's way tame. Like, it's a tame beer to begin with, and then the pumpkin spice that they put in there was just like... Oops. I like the tame pumpkin part. I don't like the lack of all the other spices that they listed off that I can't taste. Let me try, it. Let me try it one more time. Grapefruit and Not lemon grapefruit. lemongrass. Cranberries. Cranberries. Nothing. Cranberry. Okay. I guess I can kind of taste the cranberries. Little tart? I'm, I don't know. Well, that's what cranberries taste like. The Is tart. that what the Bud Light's made out of? <laughs> Cranberry light, <laughs> cranberry light. Yeah, whatever. I'm I'm good with a, a one. I'm not overly impressed with this, but it is. If you're looking for a, a lighter seasonal beer, this is your beer. But I'm upset that I gave New Belgium a one. But well, they have so many. It beers. is cold. It'll enough. average out. It is cold. Finally, enough, we got a, I know. the right temperature, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe this one's supposed to be warm when we fucked it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the first time that we actually get it where we think it's supposed to be, it's it's wrong. And as I drink this, I'm sure I'm going to slowly taste a little bit more. It's kind of giving me heartburn. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit. It's got, it doesn't taste. It has no taste, but it gives you heartburn. Demis says most pumpkin beers do have a drier taste. If they're using dry pumpkins, what if you use a uh, squish pumpkin? <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to a, what the fuck we're talking about. 
Um, we're going to uh, ring in our guest. What, what would you give it? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't read it yet. Don't don't base it off mine. No, I'm not. I'm that's what I'm trying not to. My initial reaction is a two, which in our standards means it's a good beer, but it's not the greatest thing ever. It's a good beer for what it is, but it's not the best seasonal. It's not the best Bud Light ever. But what had. is it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's a good beer for what it is. Well, what is it? Uh, <laughs> or you lost me on that one. I don't really know. Well, oh man, I can't go to a two. I mean, we can split it. No, we've never stuck. split, and we're never going to. There are no <laughs> halves in the Rogue Squadron rating system. Yes. I'll go with one. I'll go with one. It's not a bad beer. And no, it's I not always bad. Say, we always say that when, when we give a one. It's not a bad beer. No, the one star is not a bad beer. Go try it. Well, one star, I feel like, in our zone is I might get this like once or twice more. I'm not going to be go to the store and be like, you know what? A pump cake sounds fucking great right now. It doesn't. No. Bud and Light. That's, that's I'll just add pump, like a pumpkin season my Bud Light. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Pumpkin Light. I'll, I'll go I'll go one star. Our rating system. If you ain't familiar, three stars, best beer we've ever had. It's amazing. Mopar Meltdown. Mopar. <laughs> that's that's awesome. really close to my last name, too. That's hilarious. Uh, two stars is a good beer. Too spiced, too seasonal, too expensive. Something Wait, say that again? Too spiced or too seasonal or too expensive, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it just, yeah, doesn't blow you totally out of the park, as we like to say. One star is worth trying. So this beer, it's season right now. It's in season, I should say. Try it. And if you're not a big fan of the crazy spiced ones. You might like this one. You might like this one, yeah. Yeah, so. it balances it out. And zero stars is Steer don't. clear. For fear. Of beer. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. All right, guys, we're going to ring in uh, Chris Sparks, our licensed tattoo artist from Texas, unless I'm wrong about the Texas thing. No, it's Texas. Good. I was going to say the city, but then I was going to fuck it up. Austin or Dallas or Houston. I don't know. Oh. (coughs) Shit. Shit. Pissed. There it is. All right, guys. Now on to our special guest. You go by Chris. Uh, I usually just go by my last name. Sparks? Uh, yeah. Isn't that from a movie? Like, Sam Sparks here. That's from Food Weather. There's a million Chris's, so it's just easier to go by your last name. And then when I got out, it just kind of stuck because when I'm in my hometown, there's a ton of Chris's. So uh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. So, correct me if I'm wrong. You are a licensed Star Wars tattoo artist. Uh, I was when we first talked. Uh, I worked a Star Wars celebration. I tattooed there, and that was amazing. And then I got to hold the title of a very few rare licensed uh, Lucasfilm tattooers. And uh, it was pretty rad. Now I'm affiliated, um, which means I still do work uh, credited to them. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I should be doing next year's celebration, though, in Florida. So okay, we, fun. we will be going. planning on going, so... We're trying to be on the uh, the council, whatever you call it. <laughs> the podcast council. Yeah. And we're going to be Jedi Masters of the podcast council. I heard about you guys at Celebration. That's when I started listening to you. So I've been a fan for about a year now. Wait, what? Wait, repeat what you just said. <laughs> One of my friends is a fan of your show, your podcast, and they told me about it when we met up in Anaheim last year at Celebration. And so as soon as I... Uh, 
started the drive home. I started downloading your podcast, and we started listening to him on the way home. What the fuck? Why don't we ever hear from our goddamn fans? Yeah, what's, your, what's from- your friend's name? We're going to call him out and be like, yeah. dude, why don't you say anything? Uh, Betsy. Uh, Betsy Wetsy is her Instagram name. She is a badass tattooer. <laughs> but she, uh, she's also a Lucasfilm tattooer or oh. licensed tattooer. So is there was there any like falling out or something with uh, with Lucasfilm? Or was or it just it, like awkward with the transition to Disney and stuff? Well, like, do you have to like update your license every year to prove that you can do like a Tie Fighter every year? <laughs> oh no, it's honestly just a. Can you guys still see me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can cool. still see you. Yeah. No, it's honestly just a cool title. Um, it means I paid them the money to be able to tattoo there, and um, they approved my artwork. There was kind of like a mini council. Like, there's a certain amount of people that had to look through my stuff to make sure that. You know, this was pretty much my life. Like, I, a lot of my tattoos are focused around Star Wars, and everybody there uh, is at the top of their game, and they're in, on the same level of, like, obsession with it. So um, they welcomed me with open arms. I just didn't make this year's celebration because it was in Europe, and I've got a big family, so yeah. we just kind of decided to skip it. But, yeah, that makes I mean, sense. I loved it, and it was amazing. I heard you guys didn't make it, but, like, it was, it was rad. It was actually only a few weeks before it happened that I even heard about Celebration in the first place. I didn't know it was a thing. I, I heard think it, it about it a few years back, but they didn't have tattooing in it. They've had about, uh, I think it was eight now, but they've only had tattooing in it since like the fifth or sixth one. So it hasn't been going on that long. Gotcha. But uh, it's it's got, I mean, it's huge. Movie props, all kinds of stuff. It was amazing. Tons of uh, actors and things like that. Next year... It's in April, so it's right after Rogue One comes out. So you're just like, fuck yeah, it's going to be amazing. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no cussing, fucking asshole. Yeah, um, what, let me ask you, what is probably the craziest tattoo that you've ever tattooed? And I'll, I'll limit it to Star Wars. Like you've done a whole oh. back of like Jar Jar Binks. That's going to be the shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, I haven't. Nothing comes to mind weird. Like, people do ask me that all the time. And I've tattooed some weird stuff. But, like, Star Wars has always been, like, really cool detailed stuff. Or, like, whatever the clever design is that I can come up with. I'm not really, like, I'm kind of family friendly. I don't go too far out of basis. I don't do anything too sexual or too explicit or anything like that. Right. But um, I Why listen not? to my clients a lot. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. A lot of people do it. And it's like, yeah. I've kind of honestly had a, like, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll give you 50 bucks to do a dick on my ass. Well, you're probably going to do a dick on my ass. Dude, it would be the veiny masterpiece. <laughs> See, the thing is, is the tattoo is very cheap, but the handling fee is outrageous. Yeah. The handling of the dick, the veiny one. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. can't barely hold it. Family friendly. We got to keep, we got to turn this down. Especially this show. Now, you're originally out of Austin. No, I've been in Austin for about three years. I was actually uh, in the military, and it took me all over for a little while. And uh, so I ended up in Houston for the past four years, and then I moved up here when I met my wife. And then it all—I just kind of love the place, man. It's very open-minded. It's—I mean, I've—I've I've had so many people come in with so many rad ideas, and they want them like on the spot. And it's just like, hell yeah, let's do this, like. It's a lot of fun in this town. And I mean, I'm not a big partier. I'm kind of a hobbit. I hermit. I stay in the house and I draw or I'm at the shop tattooing. But this city gets down. I mean, there's tons of music festivals and stuff like that. And so when my friends come into town or visit to tattoo, like we just go around town and have a blast. 
I've heard nice. only good things about Austin. I have the, a few of the oh. uh, major cities in Texas, like San Antonio. I've heard great things. In Houston, I've heard interesting things. But yeah, I've never Actually, been to Texas, so it's hard to say. South Houston, so it wasn't like I lived downtown. I went downtown for the art festivals and stuff like that. But like, I lived more south, so it was more burbs, and it wasn't like as crazy. But I mean, I kept my head down and worked and skated every day. So I mean, that was my thing back then. But back you're back in, the, in the day, you're into skating. Were you a fan of uh, CKY and that whole crew? Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. It was, I mean, it's Bam's uh, birthday today. Is I. I think today Bam, or yesterday. Huge fan of his as a skateboarder, but as soon as he did that TV show, and then he started looking more and more bloated and tired out. <laughs> Looked like Phil. <laughs> yeah, it was hard, man. It was hard, and I know he's been through some stuff too. But like, knowing to hang it up and just chill, retire. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you get you know he never worked. Like his work was I, okay. Kick Steve in the nuts. We'll record it. He's so awesome. He's such a nice dude. Such a nice dude. Well, and he's up from where we're from, so. You know his his bringing ups are very similar to like our our upbringings is <laughs> the fuck I'm talking about. But you know we're, we're, we're like we're like an hour and a half away from where he grew up. We're not too far. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, is I was actually stationed in Washington D.C. for two years, and I every other weekend I drove up to FDR Park to skate. He never I never <laughs> caught him up there, but like you know the locals and shit just talk nothing but love about him and. It was amazing to go up there, man. It was a really fun city. Yeah. A lot of history. That whole crew seems really down to earth. I mean, that's kind of why they had their appeal. Right. You know, they were just skaters and they right. kicked each other in the nuts and that was fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Plus the band too. I mean, the band of CKY was pretty badass and I thought it was cool that like, you know, the movies carried them out and brought them out to more exposure because I would have never heard of them if I didn't watch the movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Such a solid Such a band. crazy collaboration too. Like, well, I'm an yeah. amazing skateboarder. My brother's an amazing drummer. It's just obviously. Right. Fuck it. Well, it's just one of those things I didn't expect. I mean, I'm, I, I listen to all types of music, but, like, when they came out, it was just, like, right timing. It was just... All day. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So. Love it. Sounds like you got a question in mind. Let's hear it. Does State, it? Statement? Statement. Statement. Fact. <laughs> Fact. I think all of the above. Um, Star Wars. We're big fans. Yes. I never heard of it. And with Disney at the forefront of everything right now, what were your uh, initial thoughts on episode seven? Look, <laughs> I, I'm just like you guys. Like, I'm such a fan. I loved it when it came out. I was. I'm a very visual person, very artistically like everything. I just take notes. And mm-hmm. man, the first time I watched it, I was I was blown away. I mean, some of the stuff. Literally, like when Kylo and um, uh, Ray are, or yeah, when Ren and uh, Ray are fighting, and he's like, "We're not done yet." I literally burst out laughing because I was like, "Wow, awkward timing, force." Like there were moments where I was just like, "What the <laughs> f?" But, like, I I loved it, man. I thought it was well done. I had the movie kind of ruined for me. Like it, it. I got drunk with some man. I don't know if you want to hear this story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now I do. <laughs> Well, last year's Comic-Con, I was hanging out with my friends, Bruce Campbell, and a couple of other people were, like, at the local bar that we were hanging out at, and um, this Disney exec comes up, and he's drunk as fuck, and he's just like, I don't know if I should tell you this, but uh, <clears throat> uh, Harrison Ford only signed one contract on the new Star Wars, and that was only if there would be two more Indiana Jones films, and I was like, 
thanks, fuckhead. Like, <laughs> living under a rock, trying not to, like, I'd only watch the trailers. I wouldn't, like, get into all the fan theories because I just wanted it to be fresh. Right. And I understood that they were, like, revamping it to bring it to a new era. And you know what? My oldest kid loved it. I mean, he kind of was butthurt about Han, obviously. Everybody was. But yeah. I was prepared, and I acted surprised. Like, oh, oh no. You know, it was it was cool, man. It was visually amazing. I think he did a beautiful job, and I think it sucks because, like, I'm excited to see episode uh, eight, and I'm excited to see the story of it. But it also, like, J.J. Abrams was like, "Man, that story's awesome. I'm jealous that he gets to do it. I wish I would have, you know, been able to." And it's Damn. like, you know, if you're dealing with a trilogy or like another three, like. At least have him on like the side note, like a you know second director, director you know uh, call in, like you know. We, I don't know how to we, explain that. No, we term, we so. talked about this once. I feel like he had to have had some important role in the whole and like the storyline of the whole new trilogy. Yeah, they Who, JJ? All had to be yeah. Dark boom and like talking about the whole overlay of it and well, you know so I'm excited I mean somebody at least two people in this world know the full story so I'm excited yes. to see what well yeah. Brian what's his the second director Ryan Johnson Ryan Johnson you have to think like while they're while JJ's filming and directing the first one he's got to be like Ryan how did how did you want this part to look to fit into yours like if they weren't you don't think they would I don't know man yeah, I think they would, and, but the thing is, I'm just excited, man. I'm very <laughs> open to it, man. That's the, When it comes down to it, I, it's just a new Star Wars, and I know that it's going to be done right because they have the budget and they have the control to do it. Well, they have um, the understanding that the money, they're, they're pumping money into it, but they're going to get the money out of it. Hell yeah. And, you know, right, you got right. to take Disney as just a business. They're in it for just right. the money. While there might be creative drives behind it. I would say just it, the money. I think, well, I yeah. think some of the people behind it, honestly – there's love there. So I think that at some at some point we're in good hands because I just watched I know you guys I don't know if y'all are caught up on Rebels or not, but Almost. I just watched the season premiere. Holy crap. That's what we've heard. Um they uh introduced Thrawn. Yep. It's not a spoiler, but no, yeah, no, we we, it's, we it's saw the great. reveal. Yeah. I'm pumped that they're still they're, they may be recycling and like y'all talked about on previous episodes, they might like pick and choose from the you know, the whole galaxy that they've canceled out but that's you know that's their right they yeah. own that yeah so, right. you know i don't think it's a big deal <clears> to them to, at least we still get to see those characters sometimes right. so i'm ex- it can't be all about the money um you you can't make no, that good I mean, of creation I, and like be focused only on th- the money i do think and at a high, very extreme high level the high level of disney there's businessmen but under them because they're smart businessmen they have star wars fans and they say, okay, Kathleen Kennedy, you take over LucasArts or Lucasfilm. But we're the Disney bitches, and you're not you're never gonna become a master, but you can be part of the council. So sit your ass down and be How a fan. How can you be on the master council <laughs> but not be and not be a master? And, but you know what? I'm I, I grew up with it and I'm open to it. But yeah. like you know, the stuff I'm really excited about are the side stories that yep. are popping out, the Han trilogy. Uh, I'm hoping that you know was there any that were like official besides Han's origins? I, like, I don't there, think there's officially announced. They've oh, talked about Kenobi. They talked about Boba Fett, but I don't think they've said like, yes, this is the next two or three anthologies. So we just got to hope. We actually, um, one of our, uh, our uh, listeners sent us an article about they planned out the Star Wars universe 
up until the end of 2020. So the next three or four years are already planned out, and they're now they're working on what's happening after that. Well, what was exactly planned outside, like outside of movies? It or sounded just movies? like they've made well, the timeline with content. There's framework. There's yeah. framework. So you start off with like an end goal. You have like I want these major keys to happen, and then you fill in the story, and it's as they go, they're bit, you know writers are talking, and it's just right. It just goes from there. That creative beauty of movies. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it sounds like they just have the general outline of this is the content that's going to happen over the next four years. And now they're ready to move on to 2021. They are not going to fucking stop. Well, until it stops making money. Which is never because it's fucking Star Wars. <laughs> love it. Chris is triggered over here. Sparks. <laughs> Sparks. I love um, it. Demo has a question for you. He wanted to know if you have read any of the EU books, whether they've been canceled or not. Yes. Oh, my God. Actually, because of your podcast, uh, funny enough, I think I had sent y'all guys an email about that. Like, I, I started reading Revan, uh, the Bane trilogy, um, the Thrawn trilogy, uh, Darth Plagueis, and um, Palpatine's book. No, I didn't read that one yet. I have that one on, on standby. But I figured Plagueis and the Palpatine were pretty much the same fucking story. Yeah. So... But okay. yeah, and then all of the comics, man. I mean, I kept up to date. And you know what? I freaked out about the whole C-3PO red arm thing. Like, I, I don't mean to jump right to this, but like <laughs> that whole red arm thing bugged the shit out of me. Even though I didn't realize, you know, back in the other episode where he had the silver leg, like nobody threw a flag about it. But um, at the Comic-Con I just recently tattooed at this past weekend, um, I bought some comic book blanks and it was a C-3PO one. And it happened to be the one where he gets his red arm. Disney, like they did it. <laughs> That's my only complaint. They were like, "Oh, friend, like another droid that was painted red that looked kind of like a forlom droid." I mean, they, I guess, their arms were similar. So his, his friend got exploded, so he picked it up off the ground and was like, oh, "I'm just gonna use this for a minute. <laughs> I'll be in for you until the end of the end of the episode seven. Yeah, no big deal." Well, we haven't actually. That's the one thing that we're behind in as far as Star Wars content goes is the comics. I know you've read some of the Darth Vader. The um, stuff that's been canceled, though. That's of course, all, all the of Darth course. Vader stuff that I've read has yeah. been. But uh, Dima, who's in the chat room right now. They're still pumping out new ones. I mean, yeah. they still pump out Darth Vader annual and stuff like that. And I mean, yep. some people don't remember that Marvel actually printed, or they, they were in charge of the Star Wars comics when they first came out. And then um, they were bought out by Marvel, and then, or they were, they were bought out, and then. Uh, Disney got them back. I mean, they own everything now, so they can just go back to it. But yeah, Marvel. <laughs> I wish they would own Rogue Squadron podcast. All pop money culture is going to be owned by Disney at some yeah. point. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, we're trying to catch up in the comics, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All we caught out of that was fuck it. Oh, I said if the right people are in charge of each project, I mean, dude, I, all I've seen are that they turned a theme park ride into a kajillion dollar industry with Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean... That's so incredible. That, that's amazing. So, it's, I mean, like, yeah. if, if real nerds are behind this and the people with the big hearts and they, 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 they're they true to the story, but they understand that they're having to rebrand this and give it to another, um, you know, genre of people. I mean, as I get older, which sucks, I mean, you realize that, like, you know, my kid, unless there's a lightsaber on the screen, they don't care. Yeah. My oldest does, but my youngest don't. I mean, they'll kind of watch rebels and uh clone wars with us but they don't care 
Not yet. I mean, they know that C-3PO is a protocol droid, but that's just normal father son. <laughs> I mean, look, that's normal father son talk. If, yeah. if if we compare it to, you know, our childhood, I always assume like the the children nowadays are spoiled as far as good visually, con- yeah. good content and visually good content. Yeah, for sure. Um, but l- when we look back at like we we grew up in the nineties and it was fucking amazing and it was terrible content with terrible graphics and it was still amazing. Yeah. For us, yeah. we didn't give a shit. So, I mean, is this, is there like a big difference? Well, the standard just keeps getting higher. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've kind of grown up with it, so I mean, like, I've and I've again, like, I'm I've been kind of open to it. So, like, when Clone Wars came out as an artist, I was like, wow, you know, I mean, they're getting awards for the way these shows are put together and everything, and the yeah. stories. I mean, of course, with that many episodes and that many seasons, I mean, it's there's some fluff episodes, of course. I right. mean, everybody knows, but. You know, I mean, they they did it right, and it was fun. And I mean, actually, Clone Wars reinvigorated my love for it because I fell off for a little bit, and it was uh, I really it really got me into it. And seeing like that Macquarie esque kind of stylization of everything, um, especially in the Rebels, holy crap, that's awesome to see that stuff re- brought back to life. You know, Clone Wars left me with a lot of fucking questions, and they opened a lot of doors and didn't explain it. With, like, the extent of power and, like, what was actually happening. And they just, like, would have three episodes of Anakin killing the fucking Force. And then they just end it and go into, like, R2-D2 episodes. I'm like, whoa! What the fuck was that, bitch? Leave you on a nail butt and just leave you hanging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And And then all of a sudden, episodes later, it's okay. Everything's fine. Back to, you know, another mission. If I had one big gripe about the Clone Wars and Rebels, it's like... They take things that seemingly in the movies and the books is like very important or very mystical or very like no one can do this except for Vader. And then they just like throw it in there like it's a no bounty big deal. Hunter does it. <laughs> and then they forget about it. And then they just move on. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I just I mean I like I like Rebels so far. I'm almost caught up. I got like four episodes left and then I can watch season 3 episode 1 finally. Um I like it. It's entertaining. I think it's well made. Story's good. Characters are good. Animation's good. My only gripes are like I just said. They just. <sighs> well, I think what was it last episode? Y'all were describing the Inquisitors, right? Well, like, I started the, talking about it. The most recent one that I saw was the season finale of two, and that's oh, when we were talking about the Inquisitors' lightsabers. They were just fucking helicopters. <laughs> I yeah, shut the shit off and then turned it right back on, and I said sorry, but. It was like, what the fuck is that? That's never happened and never should happen. Yeah, Cut it out. Yeah, that's that's for kids. And I mean, as an adult, I'm like, what the fuck? But I know the kids are like, yeah, that's awesome. You know that they do that in every other cartoon. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do that that voice for everything you've ever. <laughs> and all Star Wars is execs were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> and, I, and I get pissed about like stupid little details. Like there was an episode where where uh, Vader is chasing everybody in his TIE Advance. And his TIE Advance comes across, like, one of the Ghazani cruisers and with a few blasts, like, just fucking destroys the entire thing. Like, there's just little stuff like that that isn't a big deal because it's a cartoon. But I'm like, a little TIE Advance cannot fucking blow up a Star Destroyer. They're just trying to really quick so they can move yeah, on with the story. of course. Okay, you're done. Of course. So I try to figure... I, I try to forgive it. And then I don't think the Inquisitor should have went out that fast, but... Again, I just I just try to well, remember it's a kid show. They come in and through rebels and like you know that one guy at the end, the, the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, 
he was ended up being that dude in the oh I haven't got uh, that yet. I'm gonna shut up because you haven't seen it. I haven't gotten that part yet. Sorry. Spoiler. Yeah. But it's Ooh. cool. I mean, it's very interesting. But again, you're kind of left with questions. But they have a whole other season to explain it. But there's, you know, when they popped up that shark head inquisitor. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. But he was actually in one of the Knights of Ren uh, concept books too. Um, and if you, I mean, if you think about it, they've already pulled some characters from Rebels into the movie. So yeah, uh, they were already in Episode Seven. So it was pretty cool. Pissed. I, one of my favorite parts of Rebels was, and I had already kind of been spoiled for it, and the fact that it still made me happy was meant it was like it was a good placement. Was Vader showing up at the end of season one? It's all new characters, new characters, new characters the entire time, and then Tarkin's like, well, Tarkin's in there, but Tarkin's like Maul's in there, not yet, not not where I am. I already knew he was. I saw yeah. the fucking poster and I was pissed. I fucking no, I get so <laughs> mad. <laughs> about the last episode uh, Maul should not be back I haven't even gotten there we'll, we'll figure it out I, yeah that's but I'm interested you know what though that at least they listen to the fans because you killed them off so damn fast and then after reading um, Plagueis' book it's like you were you were dead the same time he was last in half that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't know that you know it, it was really cool to read that side of it but like his story didn't end I mean I feel like in the movie it was kind of dramatically ended, but like you know they listened to the fans were like that's bullshit, and then they took him back and they created a whole <laughs> sub story. I mean they it's, made him fucking insane. It's dangerous territory. Yeah. It's dangerous territory to say fans love this character, so let's bring him back regardless of how ridiculous this fucking story is. Money. Yeah, I mean that it's rough, but I don't know. One of the big things. So I want to see if this bothers you guys. Because yes. we talk about Darth Vader, and when Anakin falls to the dark side, you know, he's supposed to bring balance to the Force, which the Jedi thought, kill all the Sith, that's balance. And then when, you know, he kills all the Jedi, everything's, oh, it's Obi-Wan, Yoda, Darth Vader, and Palpatine. Not and really. all of a sudden, there's fucking crab-like Darth Maul jerking off on that Sith planet, and there's there's, there's people like Caden, Cannon, 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 fuck, I can't, I, oh, I fucking hate it. I, like, that was the core of, like, Dude, this is Star Wars, and this is the... I think everything revolves around Vader. And the well, original in, trilogy in, in comes my gripes with Rebels. And it's like, I, it's fine. I like the content, but you just like cut my... Everything in half. I've, That's ugh. exactly why I was I was annoyed with it. Sparks, speak. It was very quick-ended, man. It was... It's rough. I, I mean, I liked when they brought him back and made this series kind of exciting at the time in, in Clone Wars because it kind of... I mean, the story kind of was getting dull. And when he came back, it was like, oh, shit, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. But it was it was kind of rough to watch. But at the same time, like, I was cool with it because I just liked the way it looked. But, I mean, I, I'm glad they brought him back. I hope I hope that they do him justice if they keep him around. I I'm mean, like right now. You'll see him at the end of Rebels. I think it's when they bring him back. Like, I know you haven't watched it, but, I mean... It's interesting how they brought him back. He doesn't have the crazy fucking crab legs. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm all right with him as a character, and I understand him as a character coming back because he was so like like Sparks said, it was short lived, and he had such a rage. Like he yeah. wasn't smart like Dooku. He was just a straight fucking rage assassin, 
And like, Palpatine was just like, go over there and fuck something up. And he goes over there and <laughs> yeah. sh- cuts everything in half. But, you know, I get why he could live. Like, even yeah. being cut in half, you got your vital organs up here, you're fine. And Dark Side kept Vader alive. And I am kind of think that uh, Maul was even more pissed, naturally, <laughs> than Anakin was crying like a bitch in that suit when it was chafing his nipples. <laughs> Sparks is pissed. <laughs> No, man. Like I, I feel the same. Like I feel like his rage is more natural mm-hmm. because I shit. The, the new episodes or episodes one through three made me really dislike Anakin and Luke because I was like, damn, he is a whiny bitch just like his father. You're yeah. just passing this down like you just want to cry about everything. Yep. Ah, help! And <laughs> it's it's hard to watch, but yep. you know what? I I have faith. In Kylo Ren, I think he's going to be Thank you. a different kind of emo kid. Thank you. That we kind of deal with. I well, think he's going to watch him grow as well as a character. I mean, he's going to be a whiny bitch in the intro. I mean, again, this is an intro movie, and I know from listening to you, you guys, Episode Four is the intro movie. It's not everybody's favorite, but it gets you where you need to go. You're and then you get to the meat of the subject, which is the the second half, and then the ending of it, or. I don't know what the fuck, uh, third, fourth, fifth, twelfth, whatever. But <laughs> but you yeah. gotta you gotta take things into perspective. You know, you look at something like an Anakin in the prequels, especially. You know, he's starting off as a kid. He's innocent. We know what he's gonna become, but you're expecting that downfall. We start at seven, and Kylo's already a ragingly pissed off little teen emo bitch. <laughs> My Chemical Romance is playing in the background while he jerks off on a, uh, Vader's helmet, and you're always and, you, and you're wondering why it loses to Ray. And you're like, dude, we don't even know anything behind Ray yet. I'm so excited for Ray's background and and Kylo's background. There's so much left open. Like Sparks was saying, it's mic. episode seven oh. setting everything up. So I'm excited. I don't know why. Fuck off, everybody. I just fucked my mic up. Here's a laugh so hard. <laughs> everybody was. Ex- this is the first movie Disney came out with, so everybody's being extra critical. The one thing that I, one huge complaint that I have, is the Death Star, the repeating Death Star yeah. over and over. It's bigger and bigger and bigger. So why? Why? Why every single movie does there need to be a giant death ball right. and there's tiny weakness and you guys just yeah. find it at the last minute? That's Yeah, we talked about that, I think, last episode. Uh, exactly. I know, but that's my biggest death. This is the off. The death tickle. <laughs> death cube. Um, so and, and have you ever played KOTOR? Do you know, do you, are you a gamer at all? Unfortunately, uh, I have tried to get it, but I have a Mac, so I haven't been able to play. Understandable, um, but you in about it, and it made me. It introduced me to Revan, though. I mean, that's how I first started, you know, getting into that was Kotor. Well, even the and Revan then, book doesn't do Revan justice, and I want you to understand that. No, not at all. But there's also <clears throat> Com- the Old Republic that go into it too. It's awesome. Sure, um, but I like because in Kotor, there's. Uh, my mind just went blank. The Star Forge. Oh, yeah. So it's like a di- it's not a direct weapon itself. It's a like a manufacturing plant and it takes this, the energy of a sun and creates these ships just like instantly. And so it basically is just cr- constantly creating fleets right. all day every right. day. And it's like, dude, you could have done something crazy like that. Right. You didn't have to make another deathical it's fucking dumb. Right. It's just bigger, hey, badder, and you can live on it on the outside this time. <laughs> it's snowy. So I mean, you know, I would have been okay if they would have had like maybe 
a five moon kind of like where they all kind of link together to create kind of beams or something but like sweet. just one giant death ball again <laughs> it just gets repetitive and it's like yes i understand in the book i after the movie i was just so curious about everything i read the book and it kind of made the um the planetary explosions like way more intense like it shot way more planets than it showed in the movie but they can't show all that on time but like you know it's supposed to be major and powerful and everything like that but again it's like oh we found its butthole boom yeah yep so now that we know that you're way aligned with our point of view or just more intelligent than us because and more dedicated because you actually read the books what was the major difference <laughs> we, read, we read the books no i'm talking about uh, the force awakens you you said you read the actual novel right 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 what was your thoughts and what were like the major differences between that and the movie well, I, well they explained how Poe got to where he was that was the most exciting um nice. and then one thing I cannot remember if you guys mentioned it or not but I wanted to tell you guys um, Poe Dameron is force sensitive it's uh it's canon um basically his mother went on a mission after uh Palpatine died uh there was a uh, I think Operation Cinder or something like that. And he was basically, it sent all his uh, people out to destroy all the evidence. Well, there was the, the Jedi tree and Luke went to go find it and recover it. And uh, it was all made out of force and, or it was from the force. And uh, Poe's mother was one of the, the pilots that went with him. And when they arrived, there was two. And, you know, he Luke was like, well, shit. Uh, I'll take one and put it at the temple and you take one and keep it safe. And at the end of the comic, it's planted in their backyard and Poe's playing with a little tiny spaceship running around it. So he's thrown up around this force tree. So, I mean, I'm not saying he's anywhere close to Jedi or anything like that, but like, you know what I mean? Like you can't be that badass and not have a little touch of the Poe's. Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. I almost didn't know what you meant, but I got through the, uh, the thick accent that you had. Touching a foe. A bit of the dicks. Um, no, I think that's uh, that makes a lot more sense than just him being the best pilot in the galaxy that's or in the resistance. You know, yeah. he kind of has an inkling. That's awesome. Um, I knew that his uh, parents were involved in the rebellion. I remember reading right. that, but I didn't know to what extent. I didn't know they fucking planted a forest tree. Yeah, of seeds at. Can we eat the seeds? Horse peppers? No, it, horse. it didn't mention any seeds, but you know what? And maybe once every ten years, it might you know, sprinkle. <laughs> sprinkle a bit of the. <laughs> I'm getting that, uh, the force allergies. I need some fucking shit. Um, <laughs> that that kind of reinforces the idea of uh, where Disney and JJ is going with the force being embedded into items stuff. and stuff. Yeah, with the helmet yeah. and the lightsaber, and now we got a goddamn sapling. That's got it. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's in a lot of things. I mean, like in the books and comics and things like that, it's it's object as well. I mean, shit, just the... I mean, I know it's not natural like the tree, but like holocrons themselves have so much energy and it's, you know, it's pretty cool, man. I can't wait to see what they do. With it. Well, in the Revan book, weren't they searching for Revan's mask because it was so powerful? Yes. I uh, forget that book. It was powerful. It was, it was because... Uh, I mean, whoever had it was the, the Mandalore. So he had to take, like, become the Mandalore. Deep, yeah. Because it wasn't the thing, like, if you, to become Mandalore, you have to take the mask. And right, at that well, time. Well, yeah, you have to beat whoever's 
had it first right. or whatever. But Revan was like, you guys suck at pretty much everything, so I'm going to hold on to this. And then uh, until you guys are ready. And then he, what, his friend that was with him the whole time was like, Candorous. Hey, you do it. So, Candorous was yeah. with him. Love it. Who's from, who's from KOTOR? Yeah, really? Candace is a badass. He's a Mandalorian himself, and he actually becomes Mandalore. It, if not, he comes, becomes Mandalore in that book, I thought, later on. I don't know. I'm hammered. He becomes <laughs> the Mandalore. I mean, Revan hands it to him. is like, yeah. hey, man, you're the only one I trust with doing it. Right. And he's like, God damn it. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I remember him doing it. Candace Ordo, and there's one of the uh, ARC troopers, clone troopers. The highest right. ranking of the clones, the ARC troopers, is named Ordo. After Candorous. Oh. Nice. Yeah, because, you know, the fucking trainers are Mandalorians, so they're just all about Mando culture. Yeah. Fucking legit. Cool. Speaking of clones, so not last week, but the week before, we chatted really quick. You were talking about the Yuuzhan Vong freaking out, coming in from another galaxy, raping everybody, ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. What army would you take into battle if you had to choose one in the Star Wars universe? You said Yuuzhan Vong. I said clones. We posted to uh, all of our followers, Instagram and everything. Overwhelming response was clones. I think that's because everybody's young and all they've seen is a fucking Clone Wars. Well, I, Clone Wars is definitely an influence. Well, and episode one, two, and three. <laughs> or two and three, I'm sorry. But clones I just... Ignorant. I forgot the name of it. Uh, it was Darth Bane's uh, ghost. How was that recon unit he was with that he oh. pretty much... Killed it before he turned into the uh, Sith. He had, uh, yeah, it was it just was like a Sith of, army. It was a Sith army, but, but he was, was uh, he, yeah, he was like the leader of a Sith like battalion. I forget what the, the Ghost Walkers, the Ghost Walkers, yeah, was that that sounds familiar? The Knights, <laughs> the Knights Fiends, Knights of Ren, no. Knights of Ren. So, get the fuck up. I'm not, I'm terrible with that, man. I'm not gonna remember. Off the no, me head, neither, but he they had a special unit for with him in it. Any day, they're pretty ruthless. Well, so Mandalorians or clones? Clones. I would. It's almost even better to have a whole army of true Mandalorians because think about right. it. All the clones are going to be Django, so you have a million Django. If I have Mandalorians, they each have their own like specialties. I don't but know. They also, each have their well, own. Also, if there's a Mandalore, then there's. There's or there's order to this right now. Everybody knows them as spread across the galaxy and chaotic, and they that know there's no leader. So if they're under one leadership and you got that dude under your thumb, then I mean that's a badass army of you know they'll fight to the death. That's their job, right? So I mean, well, I was gonna say just random Mandalorians could end up being they're in it for the money. They they're not for a cause. They don't give a fuck. They're gonna like yeah, but, you know, fight with each other because they're not. Like clones are, they're Mandalorian genetics, but they are bred specifically for combat to take orders to do one thing. And but they also do it well. have all of Django's limitations. That's what I'm saying. Some um, Mandalorians does Django have might any be limitations well, besides lightsaber to the neck. I'm just saying some Mandalorians might be stronger or might be better gunmen or marksmen or you know detonation motherfuckers or you know what I'm saying pilots. You know it, they're well, not yeah. all just. A strategic limitation too. Yeah, I mean they're all being taught the same exact thing as they're being brought up. Right. So I mean the Mandalores, they've had you know e- or thousands of years of you know different combat styles and trainings and different clans meshing and teaching. So I mean it's kind of 
a different hodgepodge, I think it would catch them really off guard and be like, Pussies! Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome that the character of Revan goes against the Mandalorians, beats them, and then they're all like, dude, that's the fucking guy. Like, <laughs> well, you just lost the war to this guy, and they're like, dude, he's it. That's Which fucking- is perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what they That's Honor, what supposed to do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Favorite, man. Revan. Revan's it, man. But if I had to go into war, I'm going to actually alter my answer. If I had to go into war with an army, I'm yep. not going to pick the Yuzhan Vong, and I'm not going to pick the clones. I'm going to pick Darth Bane. Just Darth Bane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. But with the armor. I mean, because when he had the armor, uh, uh, for the, the obelisks? Oh, yeah, or the orbelisks. Orbelisks, yeah. sorry. Um, when he had the orbelisks, man, he was damn near invincible. Yeah, yeah. other than the orbelisks. Because <laughs> they just sucked life. It was cool. It it's was like a cool give, give and take. take right? Yeah. Wow. When you, you know, when you blow yourself up accidentally, I mean, they, it, it would sting a little bit. I mean, you know, the poison release <laughs> not. Yeah. But I'm, he learned it regularly. Yeah. I'm sick with clones, man. I, I know I have a big, I have a big love for the clones. You're thinking of numbers, though. You're also thinking of numbers because they had endless quantities of them. They were spitting them out. Darth Bane just gonna crush them all with a. No, with his true. mind, with a thought bomb. I'm going to think about a bomb. Oh, wait, no one's here anymore. <laughs> Done. Checkmark. All right, so to that, to that uh, effect, would you just take Vader into battle? I think Bane would take Vader. I think Bane Shit. would take Vader. Vader, Vader never he, lived up to his potential because he, was, he was cut in half. He never lived up to his true. potential. Yeah, we talked about that. True. Yeah. You know, I am... I'm a- start the after because i mean obviously at the end of the bane series i mean it was led to believe that he lived on through uh xana so i mean i'm excited to see how that goes so that's been debunked if if you haven't what? listened we actually interviewed the author of the ba- darth bane series <gasps> Shut your mouth. so drew carpishan we asked him about that because i got i got through that series and i asked him about that because it was kind of wishy-washy yeah. You know, it yeah, says I mean, it, it shows like Zana's body walking away, but it never really said, "Is it Bane in Zana's body or is Zana just walking away?" And he right. said, "I didn't." Typical hand twitch that he had, and that leads you to believe that's the cliffhanger, <clears throat> right? So, didn't she go on? Don't they have a series about her and her friends? Unless Not it's a yet. comic that I don't know about, I think that's where it ends. Huh. But. uh Drew debunked that. He didn't officially. He said, I, I didn't realize I left it that gray. So go on my website and there's some. So there was something like, they, there must have been an editor change or something then because that is clearly a cliffhanger. Because yeah. like the whole beginning of the series, he's clutching his hand and he's like just clenching it because the pain like to divert his, his attention. And then at the very end of it, after he tries this huge epic transfer and battling her. And then she's like, you know, and it makes sense that he would take over her and just completely, you know, try to keep down that he's Bane. It makes sense, but I don't think he left it open at all. I think it was deliberate. Do you, so deliberate. you think Bane took Zana over? My personal opinion, but that's just because I have hopes. I mean, he was, I, <laughs> one thing is I was light side or I am, I, I've always been the, you know, rebel side, Jedi side. But I've never really learned about the Sith Lords until I started hearing about you guys saying how badass they were. And Revan really got me. That was awesome. But Bane, I mean, you just can't fuck with that power. I mean, you eliminated thousands of Sith yeah. just for the rule too. I mean, because you knew it was the right thing to do that would keep that going. 
and I think that's you just can't mess with that. I mean, it's it's a lot of can't fuck uh, with the dark side mental trickery as well. Well, they and it you you kind of in the movies you just see the Sith as like rabid dogs or just pure dag nasty evil. They barely, but then they you don't even I, say Sith until prequels across the entire universe and stuff. You don't see like all you know all the behind the scenes because he stayed hidden for so long and had Xana doing everything. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm saying just like as an upbringing, you, you start with Darth Bane series and he's a guy and he and from his point of view, you know, the Jedi are using them and uh, putting down his planet and uh, the natives right. just as much as the Sith were. So he didn't know who the good and the bad were. Well, back then. Correct. And yeah. when he got in trouble, the Sith kind of gave him his his free ticket off the planet. So he kind of right. saw the Sith as a good thing and they offered him a bunch of stuff. Uh, and, he, he, you know, Gloomwalkers, Gloomwalkers. Yes, yes. So well, that was and also the, back then the Sith were less of a mysterious force using cult they, and like an actual right, organization. They were an army. Yeah. The 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 the, um, the force seemed kind of watered down. I mean, you had a lot of weaklings that were in higher positions than they should have been, but you know. Well, that, that was the whole thing of the rule too. You know, that's right. he well, saw that's, that that was a it was an issue. Well, Revan he he found a holocron of Revans, holocron of Revans. That said, the rule of two, that's how it's going to work. But that was on the basis of each master. Not that there's one master. Each master has one apprentice. Yes. Because what was happening was one master would have 12 apprentices, and all 12 of them would gang up gang on up. the one master. Right. And it would just dilute right. everything because not one of those 12 was strong enough. Yeah. So he said, fuck it. Erase button. Control alt. Delete the force. And fuck it. You know, I love I love it. Because he comes from a... Can't get enough. Just a huge... A, Hardworking human core. I know it. Yeah, he it, had a. It's par- some, yeah, it's the average blue collar, but you know, slave labor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, low pay, beer, whatever. <laughs> beer and yeah, we're all good. Yeah, I, I just yeah that that one's always hit home with me. Yeah, and obviously Revan because that story. Now in Kotor, the story is just fucking amazing. Um, well, see. I'm. Ex- I really am interested in that. I need to look into that more. But man, like, I love the fact that you know he was married as a Jedi um, after the fact of the whole Sith Lord. Um, but like, you know, he was brought back to the light side. But like, I don't know, man. Like, if hate pushes the Sith so far, why wouldn't love push the Jedi that much farther? I mean. You know, and, and basically how he explained it was a whole bunch of uptight Jedi were like, you know, love, no, that's a distraction. You get too we many can't, boners. We can't get any I, dates. So, well, that's, it, just, that's a good thing you brought that up, actually. I never really thought about it that way, but it probably would if they fucking let themselves have feelings. But right, they were right, right. too worried about everything that they don't want to well, dabble that's how in that Revan shit. Saw it. They limited everything yeah. too much. And that's yeah. why he was kind of the outcast. He was the rebel of the. You know, after he came back, he was still looked at as an outcast. He's the only rebel I like. Who? Revan. It's a joke. I hate the rebellion. It's okay. I love Revan. That was another uh, <laughs> answer for the, uh, the the armies, by the way. A lot of people said rebels because they're the good guys. They're doing what's right. They're fighting against the evil empire. So, who would you say is your favorite Sith? Oh, <sighs> Well... Revan first when he was Sith Lord, but yeah, I would go with Bane, man. He's just a badass. Like that that whole storyline really, really was amazing. It was really good. 
So, I mean, it, it definitely forced him into perspective. And what's amazing is I did a Darth Revan. Uh, we started this Sith Lord sleeve on a client of mine. And we started with Revan, which was really fun. But it was kind of hard finding, you know, because everybody's like, oh, this is official. This is what he looks like. This is what he looks like. It's <laughs> right. Really you know, so I had to get, you know, a little creative with it. But because I introduced him to the Bane series, he read it and like instantly texted me two days later. It was like, um, this fucker's on my arm. Like we're doing it. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome. You know what I mean? To have that kind of like influence. I mean, like, because yeah. he's that awesome. So who's, who's your favorite Jedi then? Obi-Wan. Woo! Every time. Nice. Correct answer. Yep. Every day. <laughs> all all I mean. day. Mopar says that. Yeah. So Yoda versus Bane. Oh, man. <laughs> we talked I, about that a while ago. Bane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Bane. Yoda would even know what to expect. I don't think Bane I, would know would know what to expect but either. But at the same time, I know more about Bane than I know about Yoda. That's, because yeah. I don't well, know his whole backstory. No we one just does. know him as a crotchety old squat. Yes. So, I mean. No one you does. Know, so, it's an issue. But if. That's the whole thing. Once they reveal any of that, there's a lot of juicy detail information that we could use. I mean, like, he could be ten times as powerful or just wise, you know, because reading these books, you learn there's all different types of Jedi and Sith and, you know, magic or force uh, sensitive. Um, yeah, like so, the I mean, sorcery. I, that the, sor- right. the Sith sorcery has always been like a fucking mystery. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, I think so. that... Uh, Essence transfer was kind of a Sith sorcery. I forget where he learned that. It had to have been in his books because he always liked the library. Yes. Oh, man. I forgot the name of the guy. He actually went to the Sith temple that the Holocron was at and was like just took care of business as usual and got the Holocron. And it, um, he found a way because the, the Holocron was being kind of a dick to him and he didn't have the time to mess with it. So. Because he was so powerful, he went right into it with his mind and got the downloaded the information of the entire holocron. So he instantly, <laughs> it took him a minute to recover, but he instantly remembered how to or knew how to do the Sith transfer. That's crazy because usually they have like codes or you have to like pass a test. Yeah, and he just went nope and just years <laughs> of meditation and training. I mean, like they take on a mini apprenticeship whenever they open up a holocron. I mean, like Bane was you know would have to sit there. And figure out and answer the questions and try to figure out like what to do next or uh, stuff like that. But he was just like fuck that business and then just went in with his mind and like knew exactly <laughs> what to look and it it just uploaded. I mean, but at the same time they explained that it was a very great mental. You know, it took a lot out of him uh, and uh, so it took him like three days to even sort through the information before he could realize how to actually do it. He had to process the information, so it was overwhelming, but. Mm-hmm. He's still got. So you guys are sharing the same favorite Sith and favorite Jedi. Well, Bane, he listens to me. That's Bane what it and Obi Wan. Like. It's like, well, part knows what's up. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with that. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Favorite Sith. Real, oh man, that's real man. Favorite. I'm so torn between Revan and Bane and Vader and Sidious. Not Dooku. And Dooku. <laughs> I That's love right. Dooku. You listen to the show. You heard me rave about that fucking old bastard. Yeah, no, it's I love Dooku, me. man. See, I do like Sidious because of how different he is, and he's kind of got that Plagueis thing too, where they're not just they're not just strong; they're manipulative, and they use yeah. it like as stealth. They have a grand scheme. Yeah, yeah. they have a 
idea. And I've always been fascinated by that, like, cloak and dagger political shit. Well, like, yeah, like, like Darth, Bane, cards Darth Bane would be a bull or a bear. Sidious is a snake. Right. right. And they yeah. each do their own fucking thing. I still don't want to take the fucking bowl on. <laughs> I can step on a snake. I can't step on a bowl. That's true. <laughs> you can maybe engineer other things to fight the bowl for you. Or just get a fucking towel. Red, just red zip towel. over the fuck out of the way. Zip her over. Uh, Dark Souls rule. I th- oh, dude, I think I would say Sidious. As your favorite Sith? Come on, Bane. You haven't read... He hasn't read the entire Bane series, though. Not the entire trilogy. I also... we In the past, I have said Revan. But I think it's just the more I, the more we mention shit about the Plagueis book, it's like, oh, Sidious was doing that behind the scenes. He engineered everything for like 40 fucking years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's just incredible. Um, as far as Jedi, probably say Mace, my first instinct. Hmm. But I don't know. Obi-Wan does do a fuck ton. He does everything. Even Anakin as a Jedi does a lot. He does everything. Obi-Wan trains all the prominent Jedi, Anakin, Luke, and probably Rey. These are your first steps. Like, he's fucking everywhere, even when he's dead. Certain point of view. It's true. Come on. I love Mace. Oh, Oh, man. I don't know. It's a hard choice. So who do you think is going to train? So the idea of a Force ghost, we, we have mentioned on several past episodes. Many. We have already heard Yoda and and uh, Obi Wan talking to Rey. Do you think they're going to be helping in her training? Not really. I mean, I think from everything I've read, it takes a lot for them to reach across the galaxy and to do that. I think that all of that was tied into her finding the lightsaber. Um, I mean, Obi Wan could barely reach out to Anakin sometimes, or Luke. Um, or, I'm sorry, yeah, he, Obi-Wan could barely reach out to Luke sometimes because he was so far off. It took so much energy to reach out like that. Um, I mean, again, I don't want to underestimate Yoda, but, like, I, I don't know. I think, again, all those voices and the, the throwback and everything were tied to her finding the saber. I think there might be something to the extent of Ray might be wavering. Something might happen and she might be, like, Luke might be, ah, she looks like she's going to fall to the dark side. He might just be like, Jedi hotline. Hey, Yoda, <laughs> what's going on, man? I think this this girl's going crazy. I think he might tap into that and, like, help communicate between. It'd be awesome if they, he, like, you heard just Qui-Gon say, do it this way. Just in the background, something, yeah. something the smallest yeah. thing. But you well, know what I'm t- saying? Just a little tidbit. It'd be so cool to see Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, and Qui-Gon as Force Ghost training Rey or helping to train Rey. That would be so... Besides, like, storyline-wise, that would make sense. That ties so much together, though. It ties to everything. And if you, especially if you think of the Anakin does end up going light side, and that's, like, your vision of Anakin. He falls yeah. and he gets redeemed. Black, that that would tie in, and the fans would just be fucking... If Anakin was helping train Rey? Yeah. Woo! People would flip the fuck out. I know it. I would. <laughs> I'm already just thinking about it. That'd be I don't cool. Know if they're gonna help train, but I think that they would be there whenever she's like obviously in dire, desperate need, and then the force right. is gonna whisper part like, "Hey, you should do this." Wake the fuck like, up! Okay. Don't forget to pick up those tomatoes on the way home. <laughs> you left the milk at the store. Yeah. <laughs> it's really dark. Don't go down it. There might be some sieve. <laughs> there might be some sieve. Oh dear, baby. 
Day, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> huh. So outside of Star oh. Wars, what's up? Yeah. Oh, actually, uh, quite a bit, dude. Uh, I just finished my third interview with Ink Master. So that that's funny. Um, what is Ink Master? Explain. Ink Master is a television show that falsely represents an industry, but like there's some Still, good tattoos. It'd be cool to be on it. <laughs> it uh, it'd be good advertising for sure. It'd keep me busy. Um, I'm already busy with a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff, but if it was put out there on national television, it'd be cool. Yeah. Well, if you get that that gig, we're gonna have to send you a Rogue Squadron podcast shirt so you can rep rep represent. Can I get my goddamn self tattooed uh-huh. on my arm? They won't allow me to wear any logos, but you know what? I'll rep it in Austin for sure. I'm gonna actually buy one soon. Yeah, well, we don't even have any left. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. We we have to. Yeah, we're out. Damn. Yeah, we only had a hundred to begin with. I know. We have forty. Uh, 40 something yeah. to begin with. Um, Maybe I need to send you guys a care package. I got some artwork to send you guys. Did you send me that Death Star? That'd be cool. Uh, no, that's a custom. <laughs> if you are a true dedicated fan, um, no. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have, uh, we're going to be working with a new provider of said shirts um, that are going to be a better quality. We were not the happiest with our, our past ones. So we're going to be upgrading here pretty soon, hopefully. Yep. Um, yeah, but as soon as we have one, we'll fucking send you one for sure. Or we don't even have to send. We can hand him one at Orlando in April. Woo! Yeah. Fucking excited for that shit, dude. What the? So thoughts on uh, Rogue One with the trailers and everything? Ah man, I'm excited about the new droid. Uh, actually, while I was at the Comic Con, I got uh, a couple of the new figures, and um, I've been using them as reference. Um, it's I'm excited about the droid. I'm excited about the story. I'm excited to see Vader, like y'all talked about. I'm excited to see him, hopefully, as badass as, as he's... He, as he portrayed. actually is. Yeah. As badass as Bane. Just an action hero now. Well, what you said, I mean, that is, like, from people we've talked to and our own thoughts, that's one of the biggest things is the droid and Vader. Especially fans of KOTOR. A droid actually doing something, talking shit. Because we've seen IG-88 only in... Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, and you got to think, this was an Empire droid, and they captured it, and then they reprogrammed it and made it rogue. So, like I mean, it's still marks of Empire, so it could be one of those where they utilized him, but he becomes, I think he's going to be the next, that version of the friendly, like you said, like C-3PO or 2D2, kind of like the family-friendly droid kind of thing, but I think he's going to be cool. I'm excited about it, because he looks rad. Talks I mean, a little bit of shit. I think he's going to talk a he's lot of shit. Family friendly, but he talks a little bit of shit. <laughs> and that's the whole. I think uh, I think he's going to talk a lot of shit because wasn't he said? Didn't he like look the trailer, at Jin? He's like, I should kill you, but my master says you're okay or something like that. Some ridiculous. Oh, that's right. Well, I'm thinking he says that because his original protocol was to kill everything, and then they redid <laughs> it, and he's like, my master overrided this this thing, so I'm not supposed to kill you anymore. Yeah. But there was yeah, a I'm, there was a droid in in Kotor that talked mad shit to everybody, and it was cool because he he called every human a meat bag because from his point of view we are meat bags, <laughs> and he just I feel like how R two D two talks. It's just transferred into bleeps and bloops yeah. because he's he's being like, dude, shut up, you you don't say that, like you know what I mean. They're always correcting him, <laughs> right? R two D two smacks them on the head, but they're all like, wrong. R two D two always knows what's up. He does, like he's, but he's, he's like shoving C three PO off balconies. It. Like, go fucking rescue Anakin, and C three PO's like, "Oh, you stupid fucking dumb droid." <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god. Frantic I, bitch. Frantic bitch. <laughs> Hashtag. Love it. I hate it. Oh man. Um so fan of Marvel, DC? Uh yeah, it's I kind of grew up with both, but I'm not a fan of either, man. I was kind of more of the Hellboy spawn oh. kind of like the more kind of underdog comics and stuff. Um Interesting. But yeah, man, I I yeah, right now actually, uh after Comic-Con, I was introduced to uh Kingdom Come. Uh I'm already halfway through it. Uh but it's supposed to be like DC's version of Watchmen, like where it's just like a real story where you can get into it and it's it's pretty awesome so far. And the Kingdom art the Come. art is amazing because Alec Ross always kills it. So What's a couple of your favorite favorite artists all together, whether the tattoo or whatever? Oh man, uh Honestly, uh, Alphonse Mucha, Mike, uh, Mike Mignola, uh, the artist of Hellboy. I mean, he can take a sheet of white paper, put a fuck ton of black, a splash of red, and it's just beautiful. It's 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 masterwork. But um, yeah, I'm influenced by everything, man. I'm constantly, like I said, I'm a very visual person, so I'm constantly taking in inspiration from all over. But I would say those two are my biggest favorites. So. Cool. Hellboy. I'm going to have to check out the art. Yeah, I remember seeing the, the movie when it popped up, and I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, read the comic. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Read the comic. Oh, I don't, I don't have any plan to watch the movie. Visually, so. visually the, the, the movie's awesome and everything like that. The love story was added because of, you know, movies. But, like, the, the comic books are where it's at because they delve into, like, real folklore from all over the world i mean you have japanese um demons and you have russian folklore and just all kinds of things he's dealing with so i mean it's not just like everybody all at once like fighting some great thing but the, hmm. the stories are very interesting and the way like i said he he can use very little line work or uh color and it just looks amazing so i would check it out just because of the, the the comic itself the artwork's beautiful and the story's strong Nice. Now, is there is there different timelines of Hellboy, or is there kind of just one? Yeah, sometimes it randomly pops up like 1949, and then he's in Norway or wherever. I mean, like it 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 jumps around. I mean, granted, you'll you'll randomly get a story where it's like six comics deep, but um, it'll after that series they'll start a new one, and it's it's very interesting because you get wrapped up in this folklore, and it's just more inspiration. Hmm. Nice, interesting. Best yeah. movie you've seen recently? Go. <laughs> oh man! In the hot seat now. Zootopia. <laughs> that was funny, man. That was funny. I've heard uh, great things about it. Actually, it's on Netflix now. By the way, I just watched. Already? It. Yeah. It just came out. Yeah. It's not. It's pretty good. I liked it. It's just a good, wholesome, funny well, Disney movie. Yeah. Is it Disney? Obviously. My top movies are always going to be Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Those series, the trilogies, will always be my favorite. Um, I, I, everything else, I mean, I'm just a huge fan of movies. I mean, a lot of the movies I've seen and a lot of the, like major pop culture movies, which I, my whole career is based off of pretty much, is just drawing stuff that we grew up loving. Um, I mean, The Goonies, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, you know, Blade Runner, uh, all that Man, stuff. I mean, it's hard on it's for true. Harrison. Hashtag. <laughs> what what i'm just gonna have your face I wish everyone that. could see that what, what? <laughs> oh man making a making a t-shirt of that harrison hard on it's all like this man <laughs> that's just, awesome no i mean it's it's 
dude, I just grew up with all kinds of movies. I mean, but recently, um, and I've heard y'all's reviews, uh, Suicide Squad wasn't my favorite. Uh, I, I was interested in, the only reason I saw it was because I was interested in to see the Joker for myself, because I heard that theory, uh, the fan theory that he might be one of the ex Robins at some point because he had a bird tattoo and all the other tattoos. Like, why would you have to fucking remind yourself that you're the Joker? Have you heard of that? All over your face. Actually, really quick. Somebody mentioned that to me. They said, based on a bunch of like comic backstories that I don't know, because we're not comic book readers or whatever. And the fact right. that we see the even, like, mutilated, it, 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 yeah, something I heard. So I yeah. thought it was interesting enough to like go into the mindset of that. Right. Party not into it. And the fact that we saw the destroyed Robin suit from right. well, in Batman versus Superman. I think it's a different Robin. I mean, there's been so many Robins, and then that that dude, the Joker, killed. I don't think. I mean, That's I know true. he took over somebody, and then they get mixed up. But I just thought it was interesting to go in with that viewpoint. But. I mean, Harley Quinn was, you know, cute and, you know, psycho and funny. And Will Smith was a little bit better than I thought he'd be. But on a side note, oh, man, I want to bring this up. Uh, I think Will Smith would make a good Green Lantern if they ever decided to reboot it. Welcome to uh, Earth. Just- <laughs> and, that's how, and that's how he gets the ring. <laughs> I don't, he's a much yeah, he- Good Green Lantern. I think he's a serious actor, but he's got that comedy thing. But like you know, Ryan Reynolds. I love Ryan Reynolds. I feel like he got robbed with it. But I feel like if they give it the right go, then it could be something. I mean, shit, they're about to make an awesome looking Doctor Strange because the actor and the story lined yeah. up. I mean, well, it's, Reynolds it's- Reynolds kind of got robbed the first time through. I mean, I feel like they've made that mistake multiple times. You know, Chris right. Evans was Human Torch before he was Captain America. And Ryan Reynolds was Green Lantern before he was Deadpool. Get used to it. They had to get their feet wet before they realized, you know, I need to go to Marvel. Fuck that. Yeah. When they still don't realize that because they put out another fucking Fantastic Four movie last year. I want to say the the best two movies I've seen probably in the past year or so have been Deadpool and the unrated Batman vs Superman. You still need to fucking see that. I know. It's so brutal. I know. Wait, what have you seen? I haven't, I haven't seen the unrated version of Batman vs. Superman. Oh, I haven't either. It's oh. fucking uh, brutal. Amazing just because, you know, Reynolds got to do it exactly how he wanted. Even you know, he fought execs and, yep. you know, he he made this movie. He he quote unquote leaked it. But like, you know, it's it's awesome that it got made. And now it's, it's a heavy hitter. And I'm excited <laughs> because his character really needed to be done justice. Mm-hmm. And I think it was done perfectly. I think... You know, again, I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I think he's been funny since Waiting. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, but um, I, the Superman versus Batman. I liked Bruce as Batman. That was that was good. It was gritty. He was older. <laughs> you like you mean, you mean Bat as Batman? I liked Bruce as Batman. Bruce, yes. Uh, <laughs> Him <is>. too. <laughs> um, no, I like uh, Bruce as Bruce. Batfleck. Batfleck. Yes. I'm sorry. I like yes. Batfleck. Um, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't get behind the Lex Luthor thing. I got, I understood that it might have been like his son or the new age, like, uh, you know, tech mogul or whatever, but I didn't, I didn't like that dude because he plays the same character in every movie over and over. And it's just, it gets, it gets old. Just like Michael Sarah. I think we might see him. Yes. Just like Michael Sarah. It's like. I have this squeaky voice, and he <laughs> really, kicks uh, 
And if they put me next to a hot chick, I'll be successful. Let's I'm, do it. I'm really awkward, but it's funny anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can play a preteen or a mouse. That's about <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> something by you guys real quick. Yeah. Um, I've actually been wanting to ask you guys. Did y'all ever hear that theory about Palpatine um, using uh, Padme's life force to save Anakin? Ooh. No. Well, it's actually that- introduced this theory at Celebration. One of my fellow tattooers, uh, Lou Skywalker, uh, introduced me to this theory. But basically, when she was having the twins and everything, because she died of a broken heart, a.k.a. bullshit. Um, like, hey, she died of a bad script. Sorry, sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings. Um, but yeah, like basically, she was dying or, you know, and he's dying. So he used what was left of her and transferred it knowingly to him and didn't tell him about it. I mean, like, this is something he could hold as, you know, kind of a, a I don't know, something over his head. But yeah, well, it's like a, was- a live Padme does nothing for Palpatine, but a half-fucked Vader <laughs> does everything for Palpatine. So that makes complete sense. Yeah. And the, with the fact that Obi-Wan and Yoda had no fucking clue, probably because they have never even felt that type of power. That's crazy. And essence transfer is well-known in the Sith. I mean... At- it was known back in Bane's time, so you know it trickled down from master to master to master. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Well, and especially Palpatine of all people, he guaranteed that he was Palpatine researching was. all those things. Every possible backdoor, extra strategy, anything so. that he could do. Oh, dude, I anything so. that he could possibly do to extend his life, <clears throat> extend his reign, increase his power. He was all about Plagueis. all of that stuff. Plagueis was all about that. Yeah, and then Sidious Palpatine planted all this shit in his head. He fucking said, it. said, you get into Plagueis, and Palpatine was the director of the whole show. Right. He had Plagueis doing everything that he wanted. So, I mean, this dude's really sneaky, you know what I mean? So it, it makes sense to kind of think of it that way. But, you know, well, he has to save Anakin. This is his protege. This is his, you know, apprentice. So, I mean, she's dying. The kids are already out of her. Like, let's let's just do it and we won't tell him. And then, you know, if he gets really pissed off and we need him, then I'll let him know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Nope. You ate Padme. What? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's a, that I like it because it fits. It works. It doesn't matter if it's true or not because it doesn't change anything. I mean, but it's a over little. A little bit and I tried to find like faults in it, but I was just like, you know what? That's that's pretty clever. Like, I, I don't really give in to too many theories, but that one's pretty much stuck with me. Yeah. Well, it also makes sense because, you know, the force is in all living things. And they're on Musafar where there's nothing fucking living. So he's just right, like, right. well, the closest living thing is a dying woman. Yeah, that'll do. And Three just- <laughs> systems away. Yeah. So we'll do that instead. Right. I like it. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Um, three out of three. Really quick, based on your shirt, are you a big fan of Bo- Boba Fett? Uh, I became a fan of Boba Fett. I'm actually a really huge Obi-Wan uh, fan, but... Uh, I met my wife uh, because of Boba Fett, honestly. <laughs> That's huge. Uh, it was an email. Like, she emailed me saying, if you are single and you want to know the infinite ways Boba Fett would be better as a woman, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was single. So I uh, hit her back with some chauvinistic fucking asshole response. <laughs> of like, well, that means that Jango Fett was a female and all the clones were, you know, female. And then they would sync up their menses and there'd be a blood <laughs> the whole thing even started. So case in point, no, it wouldn't be better that Bill Fett would be better as a woman. 
Well, then she hit me with the knowledge of, well, if you're going to go with that bullshit of the, the prequels, then that's fine. But I grew up, she's a little bit older than me, but she grew up with thinking that, you know, the armor was handed down from generation to generation with selected uh, people that have earned the right to earn the armor of Fett. And I always thought that was a really cool side story, too, like a little mini theory that, you know, could have been if the prequels weren't, you know, canon. But Boba Fett has a daughter, though. So I got pulled to the dark side. Plus, I skate, so like bones. <laughs> uh, yeah, Boba Fett does have a daughter. He's very adamant in finding her too. Again, that's uncanon now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually that's one. I'm <laughs> that, that is, awkwardly turned me on. That is mm-hmm. one of the <laughs> uncanonized stories that I'm actually very excited for them to revisit and either give us a clear answer or make a new storyline. Because he's one of the, I feel like the most, probably one of the most controversial Star Wars figures. Because if you just watch the movies, he's a sucks. He's a piece of shit. Put him in the cargo hold. Oh, wait. I fucking fell into a pit. If you read the Expanded Universe, he's amazing. He's one of the best bounty hunters that's ever yeah. lived. He's a little badass the whole time. I mean, I've, I've yeah. read a lot of comics, and Blood Ties was also a very good comic. You should get, you should read that one. That one's pretty good about him. and uh, learn, He learns about his father having another... Not a child, but he ends up taking care of a whole other family and Boba not even knowing it. So it, it's pretty interesting. But I'd we like just to know, need to know what's canon and what's not. Yeah. I'd like to know the statistics behind popularity of a character and amount of screen time. Because I bet Boba Fett's Larry, way fucking up there. Not, yeah. Like, you know, people pick the most obscure background character to obsess about and then they'll make the costume for a year and then wear it at Comic-Con. But it's like, who are you? Oh, I get it. That's cool. That's cool. You're just like, how do you get obsessed? Like, where's the story? I haven't found their story. Well, most popular character is Revan, and screen time is zero. Well, no, (laughs) but think about it. The most popular character was probably like Maul for the prequels, and he was in a half a movie. So that's why they just kept giving him screen time in the Clone Wars. movie and all the trailers yeah. got everybody so excited and then they were so he was funny. already their favorite you know just like when bb8 showed up in the in the trailer everybody was like holy shit that's gonna be awesome i was tattooing bb8s before the movie came a lot of us were but like we were tattooing <laughs> bb8s before the movie came out and a lot of stuff captain phasma and shit before the movie came out and uh it was rough because people were like, what if these characters suck? And it's like, well, here's a gamble, but the tattoo will look cool. Yeah. Well, Phasma so, was another Boba Fett, really. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I think that it was it was the original, tri- I mean, the special stormtrooper, uh, the more SEAL-like trained, you know, special ops trooper. I think she does take over the, the uh, original Boba Fett role. Yeah. But that's what I love about the new movie as well is because everybody's like, oh, I love the new X-Wings. And it's like, motherfucker those aren't new those are macquarie's original designs that's what the x-wings were supposed to look like in the first movie but they went to an airplane depot and was like oh these things look cool if there's four of them it might look cooler you know so um a lot of designs a lot of the original artist designs were used in the movie and rebels so i mean that's why i really like it and a lot of the the art nerds out there really like it too is because they they bring so much to it wait Um, well explain Ex- explain the difference between the old and the new X-Wings. Well, the original Physically, X- don't they look the same? Well, no. They're both X's, that's like, it. Well, yes and no. I mean, if you're I I pay attention to detail and a lot of us uh, uh in the celebration network do too. Yeah. I mean, we just 
we nerd out on this stuff. So I mean, well, right, yeah. the original looked like one whole cylinder, and then it split in half. The in the original trilogy, there were four, uh, four tubes on uh, on the like four engines. The engines, the yeah. So I mean, the engine looks totally different, but that was how Macquarie originally drew them was to be a full circle and then split in half. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. Yeah, that's I never the even noticed difference. that. Yeah. Loose ha- has an each an engine on each wing, and then this one is one full thing, and it gets. Yeah, I never even noticed that before. Yeah. They're just shaped this differently. Thing, the shape, yeah, they're the same and everything like that. It's the little things, but that was the original design of Macquarie. It was a little nod, you know what I mean? And we appreciated that as artists because that was that was really awesome. We we worship this dude's artwork, and they're 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 using it in the movie. I mean, these are original thoughts. These are original plans to the original Star Wars that didn't get used. Yeah. you know what I mean. So and, for them to finally be dug up and reinvigorated, it's right, awesome. Right, and that's what they're doing with Rebels too. I was just we'll gonna say the nod that you said. Yeah, is like the knot is huge. The thing that they there's one shot with Thrawn and he has statues of lizards behind him and it looks like they're standing on his shoulder, just like the Isamari from the Thrawn trilogy yes, book. Exactly. Those little creatures. So all those uh, nods, they negate the force. They Such Disney a- cancels our fucking favorite shit and then gives us little sprinkles of it and we all just forget that they even cancel in the first place. Yeah. You remember, do you remember? Uh, did you ever see the trailers for Star Wars Detours? What uh, Detours? No. Star Wars Detours. Seth Green actually, before Disney bought it, had this whole like Cartoon Network Adult Swim line or episodes of uh, a show called Star Wars Detours. And now, because Disney owns it, they're like, you know, this doesn't really mess with our timeline. You're rehashing on a lot of old stuff that we're trying to... Like, it was a lot of stuff geared towards making fun of or being a smartass towards the first three uh, prequels, which Disney is trying to shy away from. <sighs> so but uh, you should look it up, man. There's a lot of trailers out there for them, and it's funny. Star Wars I mean, Detours. Go and check it out. Yeah. On the, on the Especially list. as much as we've loved uh, Robot, Robot Chicken before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Seth Green's awesome. And he's the Joker in Mass Effect. God, awesome. I I don't know why I just thought of this, but I'm so excited because we were talking about the X-wing and the physicality of it and how yeah. it looks. I'm so excited to see an ATAT like outside of Hoth. Yeah, that like on that beach scene. Holy shit! Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. Legit. Yeah, stormtroopers can't shoot. I wonder if they can swim. Yeah. We'll see. <sighs> you said ATAT and you said stormtroopers can't shoot. That just reminded me of more of shit and rebels that I'm just like. They do whole scenes showing how regimented the stormtrooper training is. And then three seconds later, Ezra is running around with his fucking slingshot and every stormtrooper is just automatically, they lose. Yeah. Like stuff like that makes me, that's why I hate the rebels. Stuff like that makes me so fucking angry. Like that doesn't make hey, any sense though, at there all. There's a scene that actually screen captured. It was Kanan when he was in the full armor of a stormtrooper in disguise, and he busted out his lightsaber, and it was all cloudy around him. I mean, I had a screenshot capture that stuff because one, you rarely see a stormtrooper with a lightsaber, but yeah. like just artistically, it was beautifully done. I mean, like the light shadowing of the saber and everything, it was awesome. But um, I mean, like that whole show, they've they've really done well with it. Yeah, I'm excited to do this new season. Well, yeah, and none you should- of None of my complaints have anything to do with the storytelling or the artwork or the writing of it's really the good writing's too, really though. great. Yeah, it's just little. Th- I mean, and they and it's not just yeah, rebels. It's for kids too. I mean, that's what's yeah. That's what the main purpose yeah, is. Yeah, but yeah. all it's they know we're watching it, so they're not making right. it completely. You know, right? Bubble gum. 
Yeah. One, one crazy oh. epic quote from Rebels from the season finale of, epi- or of season two is when Ezra goes up against Vader. Well, I don't. Th- he swings at him a few times and then something happens. I forget. But before it happened, Ezra whips out his lightsaber and says, I'm not afraid of you. And Vader says, well, then you will die braver than most. And just goes right at him like, oh, no. Isn't that awesome? Such a Vader moment. Yeah, you shut up, you little bitch. Boom. It's funny that we know more about Vader from the shit that's not on screen. It's funny that we probably know more about Ezra than we knew Boba Fett on screen. On screen? Oh, absolutely we do. Ezra's three fucking seasons already. Boba Fett well, was 10 minutes. That's, that's the whole thing when I tattoo, man. Like, I can tell, like, who, like, through my clients, like, if they're, they're really behind it. Like, if they've grown up with it or if they're just kind of getting it because it's cool, like, you know, they'll come in and just, I grew up with this, 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 you know, I wanted Boba Fett. You know, they'll come in 501st, like, helmet ready to go, like, just stoked <laughs> on it. And, you know, that they're getting and they know the, the fan history. And then I got somebody else that's like, oh, I just want a Darth Vader. Here, <laughs> well, which Vader? And then I go through the list. I'm like, what do you want? Do you <laughs> want movie Vader? poster Vader? Do you want movie Vader? Do you want Macquarie Vader? Do you want like comic book Vader? Do you want Rebels? Vader? I mean, there's so many different ones. So yeah. people are like you just choose. I'm like, shit. Do you want powdered donut Vader with his helmet off? What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's the funny ones. It's the <laughs> funny ones. Yeah. No, that, that's what you said is awesome, and that's. Uh, that explains the fandom of every universe and especially Star Wars. There's things that stick with you that you saw at a particular age when you were young at a particular time that no one else gives a shit about, but you just are obsessed over. What's well, like music? Like yeah. certain, certain you'll be listening to a certain album at a certain time in your life and everyone fucking hates it. But when you hear that one song, Forever, you're like, that album is like the best shit I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Uh, that's a cool thing about being a fan of something especially as huge as star wars it's like everyone i, I, I would say half half the people that have only seen the movies hate boba fett and half the people that don't give a shit they're just like boba fett's he's bounty hunter he's awesome guaranteed doesn't matter that he falls into the fucking sarlacc pit from a blind guy with the staff on accident he's awesome <laughs> he survived we know he survived he gets well, hit with that canoe we'll paddle. Find out soon. Yeah, canoe paddle. Where'd they yeah. find a canoe paddle in the fucking desert? Kayaking through the sand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking. I can see a lot better now. <laughs> it's it's funny because I, like we we always talk about the biggest fans shit on it the most, but oh, yeah. we we do it because we love it. It's the most fun. Fucking C three PO. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's what we get to do because we love it. I oh, mean, we yeah. know the sides and outs, so we're allowed to critique, but we critique out of love and right. sometimes frustration. But you know, that's what I that's what I love about my job is like, you know, Star Wars. It's only one story, and a lot of things have been done a thousand times. But like, the way I look at it is with with youthful eyes, man. Like, I grew up with all the inside jokes and all the funny things and. You know, so whenever I try to put an idea to paper, it's easy to think of smart ass ideas because like, (laughs) you know, that you love these characters and you know their whole background. So like when you draw something or create something, it's I mean, you're you're doing it out of love. So, I mean, like to get those different things and to be able to create something unique every single time is really fun. And to get to do something that I love about a subject that I'm so like you know, dear to, I mean, it, it's awesome, man. And like these people come in with their own stories and like, 
I don't do it as much now, but I used to play an episode of Star Wars every time we do a Star Wars tattoo. And, uh, I mean, they'd eat that up. I mean, we loved it. It was awesome. Like getting Vader while you're watching Vader force choke somebody. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think that's the special thing about Star Wars is that it's such an expansive universe now that you can pick one character out of every scene and there's probably something about him. Everyone can take he, something There's different. a name, yeah. there's a species, there's yep. a planet, yep. there's a war. There's something there. behind it. <laughs> yep. But you, And then you can come in, you could be five years old and get into it. Or you can be 55 years old and still enjoy it because there's something that you can relate to. And that's the awesome thing about Star Wars as it, as it even gets bigger nowadays. Yep. It's yep. just... Well, I still run across people that haven't seen it, which, you know, it breaks my heart but at the same time it's like cool stay away from it it's still mine like you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> i don't know man it's it's weird because i want everybody to be exposed to it but it's like one of those things where i feel like if you didn't grow up with it or it's if you didn't catch it at the right age you're not going to be into it and you're not going to feel it as much as everybody else like i'm just as much into indiana jones as i am star wars i mean it's I, I, I just love those series i mean i've always loved archaeology and all that stuff and like just adventure so that kind of you know, went with it. And then Star Wars, I mean, it just completed so much of the sci-fi element of it. It was just awesome. And uh, I feel like uh, if people can relate to that, then, you know, just have more fun with it. it He's throwing shit. He's so excited. <laughs> he He's so throwing shit around. <laughs> so we're going to be winding this down before yes. we exit. Put the movies in order. Your favorite. Yeah. So you've heard us do it before. So Fa favorite, yeah, yeah. favorite to least favorite. Uh -oh. Five, seven, six, four. It changes every day, just like you guys. Shit. Uh, five, seven, six, every four. Day. Or I'd have to say three, two, one. I guess. Man. Five, seven, six, four. Three, two, one. Interesting. Am I the only one okay. that's putting two last? I put two last. Okay. Yeah, I, I just can't. It's. And uh, it you fucking it changes. <laughs> was, I, I came up. I tried to say so many things I mean, because if, if I could just admit the first uh, like the, the, the prequels, man, that's the hardest part because three. I loved seeing that transition. I loved seeing that anger. I loved seeing the Obi Wan, um, Anakin, like you know, you are the one. You were supposed to yeah. be the one, but you chopped off my legs, fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That so, shit I mean, hurted. That was amazing to watch, but um, yeah, that was my favorite one. The other ones can just piss off. I mean, they were good just to get the story through, but they were kind of hard to get through the acting and everything like that. The story itself, but, I think, was a little weak. I'm but so constantly conflicted. They introduced so much new stuff in the prequel. I new just planets watched. and species. The problem, and it's because they were just diarrhea of information, and it's like we're having to catch all this. And then process it, but at the same time, we're having to watch this little kid stumble through yeah. his lines. It's it's kind of rough, you know. But again, like it was cool seeing some of the things brought back because you're like, this is Tatooine. This is like this is everything that we want to see back. But then you have to listen to a bitchy kid. Well, Big that's kind of why I like so torn. Seven because that's why I liked and disliked. It's a love hate thing with about them introducing fucking centipedes in Maz's bar and it was just like get the fuck off the screen but again then again it makes sense because it's a whole goddamn galaxy you don't it doesn't have to make sense because they're pulled from some planet that you never heard of 
It makes sense because well, it doesn't have to make cantina sense. Cantina were throwbacks to the original cantina scene. So, like, I understood a lot of those characters being brought back. Like, the Wolfmen, those were specifically brought back because they were like, what the fuck was that in the original movie? And they are like, well, we're keeping them. Right. You know, so <laughs> I, I liked that a lot. Oh, uh, oh, wait, y'all already talked about it. Never mind. Uncar Pluck uh, or Portions. Portions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When he got his arm ripped off by Chewbacca, that was in the book as well. Um, what? Like, there was a... Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, in the book, um, Uncar Pluck hunts down the Falcon. They find him at Maz's Cantina, and it ends up getting a fight, and then, you know, pulls out a gun with two enforcers, and then Chewie, like, literally rips the dude's arm off. Fuck, and, yeah. Uh, Wait, yeah, it's pretty rad. He's he only got one, like, natural arm? Well, no, he's well, talking he about a- after we will see an Force Awakens. After the Force Awakens? Yeah, because after they steal the Falcon back, he no, goes and hunts the Falcon the down. Book. This was this in the was Force a- Awakens book. Yes. Yeah. It might be in the deleted scenes or whatever, but like it was it was part of the actual book. The Force Awakens book is when he came uh, back to try to get his ship and Chewie was not having it. Right. So Fuck you wrong. Chewie's that- not give a fuck. I love Chewie so much. <laughs> it's the last time you're going to beat me in darts. Try throwing darts without an arm, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Space billiards. I can only pick up half the portion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mopar, your turn. Movies in order. Seven, three, five, six, four, one, two. Damn, I'm so conflicted because I just watched one you the other day. Four, bottom. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Seven, five. No, I'm sorry. Seven, three, five, six, four, one, two. Okay. Oof. I'm not a big fan Oof. of Ford. Like I said, it's a v- extremely important. It's setting no, stuff up, yeah, but yeah. I, it's just it's got to be down there. And two is I just can't do two a lot. That's rough. Yeah, I understand. I like one a lot because there's Mall. You get I to see the pod race was fun. I don't know. I have an order in mind, but I think every Star Wars fan would disown it's rough me because one and two are constant. Like I, I, I love and hate equal amounts of both. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to decide. But it's I mean, so... I love the malls in there, but at the same time, it teeters on having to listen to Anakin. Jar Jar. So, well, uh, it's funny that you say that because I just watched like one and four day, pretty much like day, day to day, back to back. And every time I want to rave about Han in four, I listen to Luke being a little baby Mac bitch on Tatooine. And every time I see it's... Maul and Qui-Gon... I have to listen to Anakin. Like, I'm like, honestly, I was conflicted and the other day. six is slipping because of the Nets. And the fucking Ewoks. Fucking Ewoks. Mm. Some small childhood part of me wants to put one above four, but I just can't do it. No. Come on, man. Dude, it, uh, I'm going to go watch them both again tonight, and we're going to find out. And by tonight, I mean over the next Luke. two or three days. Let me put this bok choy in the fucking blender. <laughs> Let me get out my 70s <laughs> fucking sneakers. Denim on Tatooine. Denim. 70s denim. Um, Aunt Peru is hip. I think this is what I said last time. Seven, five, three, six, four, one, two. No, that's the highest you ever put in three. You put three third. It's going. Well, I was going to say three is moving up, but what I should say is four is moving down. You've Oh, you've never put six three above six. Down. Yeah. yeah, six is moving down. You've always said... Seven, five, six, four, three. If I could watch six without the Endor scenes, it'd probably be like the second best one. <laughs> but you have to deal with the teddy bears. 
Luke's a little bit of a badass in that one, which is cool. It's just, it's kind bit. of a weird. I li- I don't know. I like it. So, so I yeah. liked it because when I saw it, I was a kid, man. I, I ate it up. As I got older, it's harder to watch, obviously. But, man, that nostalgia is there. And, you know, just this seeing is- that scene, like all the scenes what and you- shit. Did you ever see the Mythbusters where they actually, like, had two giant redwoods and they crushed, like, a van trying Did to it see work? if it had the same thing as the movies? Um, I believe so. They had to, like, really crank it back. The wood, the trees were so damn heavy that they couldn't really hold the stand. The stands couldn't really hold the trees to do it accurately. But, yeah, it could fuck some shit up. But they were like, I don't see how these tiny little teddy bears can be pulling these strings. They ain't got enough weight. Yeah. What you just said is that the nostalgia is so, it's such a big factor. I quit. I forgot. They fucking rotisserie, Hansel. I quit. I what? Triggered. Luke Skywalker tied Uh-oh. up like a fucking chicken. That's why I just almost put one above four or above six because they're about to be cooked for a meal. <laughs> the Grandmaster, the strongest Jedi ever, is about to be cooked for breakfast. You didn't know he was still like, you know, an apprentice kind of thing. I, <laughs> I think you will. I think there's this, a really important thing to what you said is that the nostalgia factor is huge. When you see the movie, at what point in your life you see the movie or movies, plays a huge role. And when majority of fans grew up with the original three and then wait 10, 15 years and then have to watch the new three and they hate them, it's not, not going to have the same effect because they're exactly. not going to have that childhood wonder. They're not, you know, when I grew up with Goonies, it's same as Indiana Jones. It has that sense of adventure, and you're like, fuck yeah, pirates, treasure, that's awesome. You know, if I got introduced to that movie now, it'd be like, what the fuck is going Hey, you got... I know. What? Every scene, yes. this guy's eyeball goes closer to his neck, and it's yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> but I, I still, like, I love that movie, and it, it, it's the same thing as, like, with Star Wars. Like, it yeah. really depends on where you're at in your life when you saw it. If you had it an open mind and you love spaceship and the thought about our space... And that might be your jam, you know what I mean? So it really depends because I have friends that see it now and they're like, it's okay. Yeah. It seems like a lot of Star Wars lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd yeah. really love to see like what a 15, 16 year old would rank their favorite if they've seen them all. Yeah, I guarantee these. You're at the top. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Because they'd probably they say Clone Wars cartoons number one, <laughs> Rebels <laughs> number two. Like from a kid's view, they're going to see a kid up on the screen and they're going to be like, holy shit, that could be me? Really? And then they relate to that. And it doesn't matter that he grew up to drink and drive and be depressed and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> he was a fucking Jedi, you know? Um, and these kids see that and they, yeah. they really relate to that. But we're not going to ever because we're adults and we just see a whiny little bitch on the screen. So it's kind of hard for us to relate. And then you see Jar Jar and all that other stuff. But, yeah, man, I think that the older movies, it really depends because the graphics aren't there. So you have to love the movie to get through the graphics. You know what I mean? And I appreciate it because all the miniatures and all the time that went into it. It's right. amazing what right. it did back then. Right. So. Well, in the storyline, it's obviously there. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, for example, my wife has only seen seven. I try to go back. I'm like... We gotta go traditional. We gotta start four, five, six, then one, two, three, and we have still not made it past four. So I, wa- I was watching, I was watching episode four recently, and it was right after the "Don't fri- try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways, Lord Vader." Yeah, your sad devotion yeah. to that ancient religion hasn't given you whatever. 
the clairvoyance. Clairvoyance knife. But um, right after that, I think Tarkin and Vader are standing there talking to each other. And the edit was so incredibly bad. And it was clearly voiced over because Vader, right at the end of the scene, motions up when he's not talking and points at him. It's right. like, we, sh- we need to go get him. Then we should leave now. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> shut it off. I can't watch, but it's, yeah, there's that, there's stuff like that that but if I'm going to sit there and pick at but it. But if you love Star Wars, there's a love for stupid shit like that because you know it was made in 77 when everyone hated sci-fi. Hold on. No one wanted to fund the movie. Like he barely got that fucking movie made in the first place. Yeah. So there's kind of like a love for like. It was, it was pretty amazing. So I, mean, I think like, we missed I, everything that you said. The work that they did in the movie, I mean, regardless if they recycled costumes from other movies or yes. you know, all the props and stuff, yes. it was still done right. And it was done with love and it was done with a really big story in exactly. mind. And I that it turned out how it should have. Yeah. And I think that's, that's got the following it does. No, exactly. I, I get that. And the reason I still love it is because I understand that. Of but course. kids growing up nowadays that are It'll be fucking, a little bit rough. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah if, if they saw Civil War... Marvel Civil War. And then that's go fucking amazing. They try to go watch 77 <laughs> New Hope. They're like, whoa, terrible. Right. It's going to be a graphic downgrade, just like my kids today. They can't see anything. They get so bored with 2D animation. I'll I'll try to introduce Sword in the Stone or Robin Hood, all those Disney classics, and they're like, um, this don't look real. Can y'all just put on some, like, you know. <laughs> Where's the lightsaber? Big Hero 6 or something, like something that the animation has stepped up so much. That's why I feel like, you know, if we were introduced to Star Wars nowadays and the graphics were up to par, we'd still think it's just as badass as we did back then, I think. I mean, it's just right time, right place. I mean, we've advanced so fast. I mean, it's hard to keep up. But, I mean, the movies, we see all these huge things. Like, you know, I watched Civil War and I saw these massive battles, but it was just like kind of a yawn fest because it's like, oh, these are all the tricks you've done in all your other movies. But then with Star Wars, you have a giant galaxy to pull from and all these other things that you haven't been introduced. So it's exciting. I'm excited. It's funny that you mentioned that. I just watched Civil War for the second time. Um, I loved it in theaters. And the second time I watched it through, I, what you just said, it was like, it's the you're same all doing this same thing. Now there's just more of you doing that same right. thing. Well, the, and it's, the airport scene, like I imagined it being like every comic book cover you've ever seen with like tons and tons of Pete, like all these characters and shit, just battling each other. And then they do this airport scene. And it's like four or five people on each side kind of jogging fast and slow at each other, kind of not wanting to fight, but going to have to fight slowly. Oh, they finally battle. I mean, it was cool. It was an epic scene, don't get me wrong, and I love Spider-Man and Black Panther and all that stuff. That was really well done, I think. But, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't as dramatic or intense as every single comic book battle we've ever, like... Well, and I mentioned that because I read the Civil War comic right before I saw it, and there was a glaring difference with the amount of battle and the amount of uh, characters in it. Yeah. And there's, like, main characters, well, main, main characters in the comics that die during that movie or oh, yeah. that that event no one yeah. fucking dies they should i'm excited Cheadle. for the planet hulk movie though i'm excited for that that was the whole point that he shifted off into the space uh the spaceship at the end of the last movie um right. they're gonna be like a mix of like two different stories like planet hulk and the other one where he gets angry Wait, what oh yeah yeah when he jumps in that jedi starfighter at the end he takes off <laughs> yeah. right, right. 
Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's that's why he wasn't in that movie is because right. he's a, to do the whole Planet Hulk thing. He's doing that whole self exclusion thing, but then he's like, "I'm king of my planet." So. And I think that's probably a part of how they're going to tie everything into Guardians. Yeah, or right. I should say, tie Guardians into everything else because everything's excited. on Earth except for Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm such a huge fan of that movie. Like Guardians instantly. is so good, but it's crazy because I went back to try to find older comics of it just to kind of get you know caught up, and it was kind of hard because there's two different lines. There was oh, like it's totally different Guardians of the Galaxy and like newer kind of up to date kind of what the movie was based mm-hmm. off, but loosely. Well, what so, um, our buddy Dim explained to us is Guardians of the Galaxy is not specific as to the characters itself. It's more of a collection of. A variety of different superheroes that come together for a particular cause. So there's been like two different iterations of it. And now with the movie, I think Star-Lord has been in a couple of them. At least one, if not both of them. Um, So he's kind of a constant. But all these other new characters are like different random Marvel people that they've taken and they put into this movie. And now, I mean, people love Groot is obviously a fan favorite. I love Groot. Yeah, it was great. It was such a breath of it's like Deadpool, like it was just such a breath of fresh air. I yeah, mean, it was. It was just well done, and it was funny, and it was fun. Yep. So I'm excited for that one for sure. I mean, they've got a lot of movies coming out soon that are going to be worth the wait. You know, so I'm excited. I mean, we have Star Wars, but we also have like some if done right, and we're not overdone with it. You know, these Marvel movies will kick ass. Well, it's finally and getting the DC's to the point. Finally up to par. Well, DC, I think, is doing their own thing. They still they need to find a story and stick to it and like not you know Marvel had has had time to spread out each character and give them a whole fucking uh, subgenre category you know you have twelve Iron Man movies and Thor movies so they <laughs> yeah. need to catch up so they're trying to rush the story I mean uh, granted we all know and that's another thing that pisses me off about Batman vs Superman but we or Justice League we all know how. Batman's story, you know, we don't need it rehashed every single time he's mentioned in a movie. I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer, you know. So they need like move on. Yeah, it's funny how they took the time to revisit Batman's origin, but made Suicide Squad and rushed through everything and threw eight people into one movie. It was it was hard to watch. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the extended cut of it though because I feel like a ton of it was cut out. Oh yeah. I don't care about Jared Leto's piece, but like the way they they crafted it, like I I was really looking forward to Jared Leto's Joker, but the the way they crafted it was like, hey, I'm gonna go get my girl. She's trying to help these good guys, so I'm gonna go save her because I want her back. That's it. Like he's just trying to get his girl back. Yeah. That's what you're telling. Like, sorry for the spoiler, but like that's the whole time he's in the movie is like, I want my Harley back. Right. That's it. And yeah. she's just having fun beating ass. You know what I exactly, mean? Exactly, so. yeah. Yeah, apparently the execs fucked that one up. They were just worried about it, and they called for reshoots or recuts, and it just yeah, went to hell. A ton of extra scenes and stuff, but they were only cut it down to, like, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. I'm excited for the, the future of DC, though. And I think Marvel has been kind of rehashing. They've, they've had all these characters. They they Now they're starting to mix them. And then there was Civil War, where it was just one big fuck mix of the same old characters, but now we're looking at the future. We're like Doctor Strange. Now it's just like, oh shit! I don't know anything about Dr. him, so I'm excited for that. But I think DC has to go their own route as far as they did Batman vs Superman. They made it the way they needed to, and they did little things in it to create a lot of history that's still kind of unknown. Where they they did that Flash, the Flashpoint paradox thing, right. where he does that little thing, and then they do the dark side futuristic 
apocalyptic Batman. Right. So they have planted the seeds that they, they can the kind of grow off. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all those little things that maybe the whole movie in its entirety that people might not like, but they have a lot of ways that they can go that'll just build on these characters that everyone already likes. And I agree with that, and I'm excited for what they're going to put out. I just think exactly what, what Spark said is that they're – I feel like they're now trying to catch up, and they're doing it a lot quicker. They have to. They don't have time. I mean, I guess, <laughs> but if you're true – like, if you want to do the DC thing – Correct. Yeah, I mean, dude. Honestly, look. Like, I, I'm, I'm not a big Aquaman fan, but like, they make him look interesting. Yeah. I'm interested in his story. Same I thing with Wonder Woman. Smashed into a movie for two seconds. I would like a standalone. Right. Make some time for standalones. Do the story right, because if you rush it, then you're only selling yourself short, and you're only doing disgrace to the story. Yeah. Because if the story's not told right, then it's just going to come off as rushed, and everybody's going to see that. So I think that I was mean, a lot of. A lot of complaints about Suicide Squad. It's like it would have been cool to have a, a a Harley and a at least Harley and di- like a Deadshot thing before. Well, it's weird that people say so. Like DC stuff's rushed, but Batman vs Superman was three hours long. It means in terms of their overall timeline. Well, I get it though, they, because in Batman vs Superman they go all the so, way through everything, get through Doomsday. Have, so it's rushed with. And then Doomsday, I mean, they're trying to cram so much in there that right. you're just like, I need to breathe and focus on one story, not three. And that seems to be the theme is they're cramming three stories into one movie and you're trying to catch up with it. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of gets lost in translation. I mean, yeah, you can keep up with it for a little bit. But if everybody's complaining about, you know, consistency and storyline, then, I mean, slow it down a little bit. Now, I... I'm not a big fan of Doomsday, and the one plus and bonus that I like that they shoved him in there is the fact that they got him out of the way as well. Right. Because I don't, I wouldn't have watched the whole Doomsday movie. I would have been right. pissed if I had to sit there and watch a whole fucking Doomsday movie because I don't like Doomsday. That's what everyone get said him about, off the screen. That's what everyone said about Ultron as well. Right. So get him off the screen. Yeah. So they kind of did that, even yeah. though they shoved it all into one movie. It's right. just they like, can well, move on another story. That's, I mean, that's true, but at the same time, like. Do like Spider-Man did. Avoid that part of the story if you must. Because, you know, Spider-Man never brought in the Vulture. They never brought in, you know, a lot of the the bad guys. Uh, Carnage never made a spot. All those guys. Um, And then, you know, villains were rehashed every time. Spider-Man breaks my heart, though. I'm not a huge fan of his, but he's been rehashed so many times. And you know what? The actor that played him last, not the newest one, but the one right before, I thought epitomized him awesomely. You know, Garfield. Young. You know? I thought he was good. The new kid, he's okay. He's young. But for some reason, I felt more of the... Yeah, he's more definitely a kid. Like, he looked... I don't know if it's I'm getting older or what, but he looks like he's fucking 13 years old. So, like, the other Spider-Man at least was a convincing college student. So, I mean, that kind of went with it. And just the overall look of him in a suit, he just... It was everything I imagined Spider-Man to look, you know what I mean? Graceful, but lanky and like swarming through the city, just looking awesome. And, you know, that's what sucks about all this like political, you know, stuff about Marvel and Sony. You know, Spider-Man suffered. How many times do you have to rehash another character and bring up another Uncle Ben single Aunt May? Right. I thought that was the way, though. That was awesome when he hit on Aunt May. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) But isn't didn't Spider-Man get his powers in high school? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, doesn't the new character Tom like Holland make some open like thing for school? He was just visiting Oscorp or something. So that's like where that, I right? like the new Spider-Man. I think it makes sense. And I, what I think they're doing in terms of rehashing, it is kind of annoying. But I feel like Marvel is finally like Sony has not done our character justice. So 
Here we go. Well, I think they it, they made it make sense as through keeping the character alive in the movies because you can't just be like, oh, well, Sony did it. Fuck it, we'll just drop that. Like at least they're rehashing and bringing it in. But my focus is they need to do just like every other movie. Stick with one actor. You have one Tony Stark. You have one Captain yep. America. You know what I mean? Just stick with it. Well, I think now that they have control of it, they will. Well, I think they did well, yeah, well with the, with the Spider-Man thing, though. There was just an agreement made. I don't know if there was like any finalized deals. I <sighs> yeah. think they just kind of loosened their grip a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's to probably true. To have it. That's so frustrating. Can you imagine if and like there's tons of good shit that's on being held off because of you know that kind of stuff? There's tons of comic books that were supposed to be made into TV series. Preacher luckily made it. That's awesome. You should check that out. But, you know, a lot of stuff like Lock and Key. I know I'm going to briefly touch on this, but you guys should check that comic out. Lock and Key is awesome. That's also a good one. Um, but, yeah, like they'll nix them just because there's an argument with another studio. One studio owned the rights to the TV series and one studio owned the rights to the movie. And then they want to fight and bicker over which one. And then they'll nix both projects because they can't come to an agreement. Yeah. Can you imagine so- if like Lucas tried to give certain rights to Disney as opposed to selling his whole company to Disney. It's like, oh yeah, you can use Luke, but you can't use Vader. Like they and they would just like want to make money so try to twist the whole fucking storyline. Like that's what's happened. Like you can make movies about Spider-Man. Oh, now we actually have a movie studio built, but we want to actually do Spider-Man the way we wrote him, you know, the whole time. Right. And we can't because you have the rights to it. That's crazy, right. dude. Yeah, man, it's tough. That's crazy. Because you can't introduce other characters and do those guest spot scenes because yeah. you don't own the rights to those. You only own the rights to Spider-Man characters. That's crazy. Piss. So you can't do Hammered piss. All right, guys. Well. Rambling, guys. It's it been fun. a wild rambling <laughs> ride, man. I My favorite part was the fact that you said you heard about us in California, in Anaheim. Yeah, can you, you have yeah, to send from, us. I've only been to California three times, and the one time that I went for celebration, I heard about you guys. You have to send us um, the name of whoever told you about us. Because the fact that our name is floating around, around in Anaheim during celebration That's blows me. Blows. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, something blows you, but it ain't that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, you guys, just listen to you guys over the time. I mean, it's been it's been fun, man. Y'all y'all have relieved many of long car rides for sure. It's good and to it's, hear. It's good times. I'm glad to finally be on the show. Oh, absolutely, man. Time ago, but yeah, yeah, man. Someone with a personality. You're you're hired. <laughs> you're in. So, I mean, honestly, as long as you, I mean, we could bicker all day about the stupidest stuff, but as long as you're going to stay in your ground and say what you want to say. Well, this is the longest episode we've recorded in a few months. You know, early on, we used to go three hours or more. We've been down to about an hour 15. We didn't even touch on Rancho Obi-Wan, and that's a whole other heaven. Yeah. So we didn't touch on any of that stuff, but uh, you're obviously going to do this shit all day. You're obviously welcome back on. So this was... uh, Part one of <laughs> multiple of, sagas. Of Sparks over here. Episode one. Sparks on the squadron. <laughs> so we, we do want to thank Chris Sparks um, for tuning in, being with us. Morgan like tuning said, in. Well, to, well, yeah. His voice is in. He's guesting. Uh, Sparks, go ahead and uh, tell all of our listeners where they can find you. Obviously, we talked about your Star Wars tattoo artist. You are in Austin. Just, just yeah. give your shit out. Make sure everybody can uh, spot you online. Well, appreciate it, fellas. Uh, I my Instagram is Sparks Electric Tattooing, but if that's too much, you just Google or just search Chris Sparks. 
I work at Golden Age Tattoo in Austin, Texas. Um, and if you have any really cool, unique Star Wars ideas, please hit me up because the more challenging, the better. The more unique, the more funny, the better. I want I a woman this. Vader. I've been, I've been wanting to tattoo for a while. So as soon as either we get to Austin or you get to Columbus or we see you at Orlando. Celebration in April. If you want to see an awesome woman Boba Fett, you should look up a tattooer. One of my homies, uh, his name is Matt Diffa. And he does a lot of female Star Wars characters. And he has a very beautiful illustrative style. And I think you'd really enjoy it. I'm always down for people to be, be exposed to more guys like me, like... There's tons of guys like me out there that do tattoos and love this shit just as much as we do. Nice. And uh, that guy really kills it with that kind of stuff. He makes them thick, thick. <laughs> <laughs> love really it. Special. I already found his stuff. Awesome. Matt Diffa. One so, F. Oh, yeah. One F? One F. Yes. One yes. So everybody that's uh, checking us out right now, still listening, make sure you check out Chris. Oh, shit. It's Matt one big. Diffa. Emperor, the badass arm, uh, Emperor armpit here. <laughs> That's fucking sweet. So make sure everybody go check out uh, Chris Barks. Check out Mac Diffa. Subscribe. Matt, Matt Diffa. Did I say Mac on accident? I don't know. There was a Matt Diffa, Butler. Everybody, check him out. Check him out. Awesome. But yeah, man, I got blessed. Thank you so much for having me on. This Dude, is it was, awesome time. It's been awesome. Do it anytime. anytime you guys want. Yeah. Hit me up. Absolutely. Cheers from Austin. Cool. Um, anybody that's still listening, make sure you are subscribed on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Rogue Squad Pod. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. And of course, we are on all your main like social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And uh, to be continued with uh, Return of the Sparks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Peace. Woo!